0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to You Find Yourself in an Inn. Um, we're, uh, not, not at the table, technically. We're here. Yeah. Hello. Hi, how are you? Welcome back to the Monster Manual of Fighting
1: Arena. This is... Where we a fight re- what? all the things
0: in the Monster Manual, one <laughs> at a time. I smack my wall in, like, a panel, like, <laughs> it's, like, all these weapons and shit, and we gotta, like, gear up. I was thinking, like, you just grabbed a bottle and just smashed it on the thing, and you're like, i want to get this fucking Dark Mantle. <laughs> Dark Mantle? Yeah, Dark Mantle. <laughs> uh, Let's start. This is our second episode of the uh, Monster Manual Mayhem, where Landry and I, this is Eric, by the way, if you don't know my voice at this point, maybe you should... Uh, listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast a little bit more. It's great. It's nice. Even mm-hmm. though... We do wonderful things for you guys. You should really just just support us in any way that you can. Welcome to my Monster Manual ASMR. That's the sound of your bones being crunched. Abolice. That's the sound of your,
1: being, your bones being slurped
0: out. Mm. So welcome to our second episode of Monster Manual Mayhem. Um, we went A, A through C in our first episode, so... This episode, we're going to try and get through D. We did a little bit of research before this, and by research, I mean actually flipped to D in the Monster Manual about 20 minutes ago and realized that it's thick. There is so much that falls under this uh, this letter. D's, so. D's pretty popular. We're just,
1: I'm just glad they didn't do the 3.5 edition where they were like, dire is in the D section. Oh my god. And so you had all the dire animals. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty bad. Jeez. Okay. Well, we're well gonna, let's start with the first creature. See how far we can get. Uh, the first creature here is our ecological terrorist, Dark Mantles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that episode of Adventurer's Guild where it's like, was there a minotaur with him? Yeah, son of a bitch. Well, what is this man, Gunner? He, he's like, he's a terrorist. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. If you don't know what we're uh, talking about, go back and listen to Adventurer's Guild. We're in the Eastern Kingdoms. So it was great. Anyway, Dark Mantles. <laughs> Beasts of shit. They, they look like a mix between like a... No, they look like just squids, actually. They, yeah, they, they are just squids that don't go to water. They actually... Yeah, they, they reside in the Underdark. And the Shadowfell. And they hang from... Ooh, they're in the Shadowfell. I can use those. Um, they hang from the tops of caves and look like Stalag... Is it mine or ty- I can't ever remember. Both of them. Oh, they, yes. they do both. Yes, they do. They do do both. Do-do. And the Ds. And they have intelligence of two very very wise very smart okay charisma of five so you mean to tell me if you run into this guy in a dark alley there's a chance that you'd be okay I don't I don't want to run into this thing in a dark alley Landry I don't think it talks to you can they speak? do they know any languages? I, uh, nope nothing Yeah. they can use echolocation though the dark mantle can't use its blind sight while deafened which is interesting because then that goes that goes into my whole thing about like because i actually didn't know that echolocation was a thing in fifth edition i know that we've kind of said on recording that i like i see blind sight is kind of like a tremor sight you know <clears throat> so it's like like daredevil or something you know he can you know hear the raindrops falling on somebody's face and make a picture but i guess echolocation does exist hmm yeah it was just get it too Ooze like O O Z E. Yeah, we'll get there in a few weeks. Um. <laughs> oh God, I don't even think about those. Yeah, I. It says that they have. D- darkness aura. Cr- yeah, crush and darkness aura. Basically, I guess the darkness aura is basically just the darkness spell.
1: Yeah, fifteen foot of magical darkness. It's magical,
0: so. Your dark sight or your dark sight. What is that called? Dark vision. Dark vision I and devil sight doesn't second. work. No, Doug Sight does. I thought like a... Sight lets you look through magical yeah. darkness. There's there's some that, that don't let you look through magical darkness. Yeah. Um. It moves with it. Yes. Like the darkness spell, whenever you cast it, it doesn't move. Now you could do that. Like it says, cast it up on a point or whatever. Like you could cast it like on your shoe or something, and so while you're running, it moves with you. That would that's up to your DM. I still don't know if I would allow that, honestly. I feel like that one's like at a point in time. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the alarm spell. Yeah, I don't think that that would work. <laughs> Fuck you about the whole alarm spell thing. Um, you have to get away. You have to get around it somehow. That it was genius. Absolutely genius. Pretty good. Um, but yeah, so their darkness actually moves with them, and that's actually the first time that I've ever heard of that happening. Does it happen? To your knowledge, just off the top of your head, does it happen anywhere else? Uh, I don't think anywhere else. Then. Like I don't know anything off the top of my head, but I think it's just a rare ability. That's pretty cool. So, um, they're only a one-half challenge rating. Yeah, they're pretty bitchy. AC of 11, 22 hit points on average. Not not a whole lot. Just... They'll take on your... your. They'll kill a first-level member by himself. Yeah.
1: So, if you have, like, 4 mid-party members that are level one, don't throw four of these things at them. Unless you have three wizards and one fighter. Or one barbarian.
0: I'm sorry. I will say this, though. If you can get one, like, one character or player to kind of lure it out, and like with, because with their crush attack, they basically attach themselves by engulfing the target's head, um, target's blinded, can't breathe, but while it's attached, um, it has, or it has advantage on its attack rolls, but can only attack the creature that it's attached to, um, its speed becomes zero, and it moves where the target moves, so, you're literally just blackbagging your players. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Yeah, not much to say. They're uh, they're cave squids. Small monstrosity. Unaligned. That's all we got. They fly. They fly now? They fly now. 30 feet. Yep. They do have 30 feet speed. I hate that. Plus two to still. Interesting. Yeah, so they like
1: be these fucking slag tights. And they just kind of
0: drop down or jump up at you and fly at you. Anyway. Yeah, not much there. They're cave squids. Um, this one, though. This one's kind of interesting. The Death Knight. Lanyard, what do you know about Death Knights? They'll fuck you up. They will fuck you up. They're they're, if they're a challenge rating 17. One of the highest challenge
1: ratings in the game. 18,000 XP of murdering on one of them. That's a lot of XP. 20 AC for the plate and shield.
0: 180 HP. The Big boy. Strong boy. He has, like end of game player character stats yes he's like a basically like a level like 16 character I, I'd put him like a 16 a 17 something like that 20 strength 20 con he's got 5th level spells uh, and
1: he has spell slots but he's also makes 3 long sword attacks so he's basically a level 11 fighter with 5th level spell slots
0: <laughs> so he multi-classed and that's pretty spooky <laughs> it's, it's spooky yeah uh, the lore behind these guys, uh, basically, whenever a paladin falls from its its oath, you know, falls from grace or whatever, and doesn't atone for, you know, its sins or seek, what's the word that they use? Seek atonement. I said that. Atone for its sins. I knew what the hell I was doing. Um, basically, dark, quote, dark powers can transform the once mortal knight into a hateful undead creature. And they are mortal until redeemed. A Death Knight can arise anew even after it's
1: been destroyed. Only when it atones for the life of wickedness and finds redemption can it finally escape the undead purgatory and truly perish. So even slaying a Death Knight will
0: not slay a Death Knight. You can kill it, but it'll come back. So it's, yeah, it's it's like we said before this, it's like a revenant, but a little bit more hardcore. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got, you know, a 12 intelligence and everything, so they're sentient. They can think, they can speak. It actually says, what, abyssal in common? Yeah. Can
1: my next character be a death knight? Uh,
0: um. This, these stats and everything. No. Level one. Mm, yes. <laughs> I was thinking maybe level three or five, but one we can definitely do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um. You're chaotic evil. What's different? No. But yes. No, he's only got one for me. No. Oh. Yeah. We, we're literally holding the same copy of the... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, um. Next thing. Yeah, they're... They're, they're spooky. Um. Pretty cool. They're pretty cool looking, though. I would not want to fight one. I can tell you that. Well, y'all fought nine and y'all killed them. Yeah. Can we talk about the spell Compelled Duel for just a second? Yes. Because it's a first level spell. The Death Knight's Habit. Is that basically just like like the red soapstone from, from Dark Souls? It's like, I'm going to cast Compelled Duel on you and now you have to fight me if I you fail a save or something? No idea. I don't. Excuse us while we uh, run to the internet real quick. Dun, 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 dun. Please hold while we are working. Have we told you about our Patreon? Please hold while we are working. We, we don't have a Patreon. Did but... we tell you we are working? Please hold. <laughs> we don't have a Patreon, but uh, if there's a little bit of interest out there, maybe uh, maybe we can get some exclusive content out there. Who knows? We'll look it, got, it. it
1: takes a bonus action, range of 30 feet. All our world's verbal components. That's it? So you just go, fuck a do it me!
0: Fight me, you bitch!
1: Yeah, it's concentration for a minute. Only Paladin gets it so that means huh. so that means wizards can still get it that means bar can still get it that means half the classes of the game can still get it uh, fucking love this like, <laughs> you attempt to compel a creature into a duel one creature that you can see within range must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save the creature is drawn to you compelled by your divine demand for the duration it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than you and must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than 30 feet away from Huh. If it succeeds on saving throw, the spell doesn't restrict the target's movement for that turn. Uh, the spell ends if you attack any other creature. If you cast a spell that targets a hostile creature other than the target, if a creature friendly to you damages the target or casts an spell on it, or if you end your turn more than thirty feet away from the target. So that's that's a Fight Club spell, is what that is. Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: It, it seems very situational, but the first level is pretty good.
0: Pretty See, yeah, it seems either situational or like. Like set piece, you know, yeah. Like, but it's a like, concentration spell too. Yeah, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because, yeah, you, you're you're casting a spell to get into a fight with somebody, but it's a concentration spell to keep them in this fight with you. I feel like it'd be better if it wasn't a concentration spell, yeah. so you can concentrate like like searing smite or other yeah paladin things. paladin spells, whole person. No, hmm. well, that's all that I've got. Then death knights, evil dead paladins, mean. Next we have the Demi-Lich though And this is uh, the skeleton that floats That has the two Do they have to be emeralds? Does it really specify? just any kind of gem? I think it's any kind of gem I was like, I don't know my Demi-Lich lore But it's the, the floating skull that has the, the gems in the eyes I think this is specific to uh, uh, Asir-
1: Acercara? Acerac
0: Acerac Acerac uh, at... Acerac Yeah, A-C-E-R-E-R-A-K I've always read it as Asarak, but I didn't really understand that there was E-R-E-R. Anyway. Yeah. um, Yeah, let's see. Uh, Only lasts as long as it feeds a mortal soul to its flackery. Falters or fails. This Demi-Lich contains only a fragment of the Lich's malevolent life force, just enough so that if it is disturbed, these remains rise in the air and assume a Wraithic form, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. It's not a very strong thing
1: up until you get to what it can actually do because like if you look at its AC you're like that's a pretty decent AC but you look at its hit points you're like that's pretty low for a challenge rating 18 yeah. so it has hit points of 80 to give you the context a level 6 fighter or barbarian should typically have about more than that so but a challenge rating 18 you're gonna be like level 14 with 3 other members probably that's about your range about 3 4 members that are 14 fighting one of these things one of these things. It gets... But it gets legendary resistances. So that means it
0: can just say, fuck what you think, three times a day. Uh, Avoidance, it's it's basically uncanny dodge. Yeah, it gets uncanny dodge. Uh, can't be... Uh, turn immunity that diminishes immune to effects that turn undead so it, it, clerics are their channel divinity the, the
1: least used channel divinity that I've never actually seen being used once in this game uh, it just don't affect them congratulations um, they have life drain she wasted some ink there
0: guys yeah yeah
1: uh. honestly the, the, the undead the anti-undead thing for cleric I think has been no longer needed like where 5th edition is concerned yeah because I think, A, the amount of undead you fight typically doesn't matter, and B, the the mechanics behind it isn't super great. I will agree with that. I think it was a lot cooler in 3.5 when it was like, it like had like a, not like a list, basically, but mm-hmm. it was like, basically, like it was like, you could do so much HD worth of destruction damage to undead. And just mm-hmm. explode them.
0: But we're not, we're not here to chill on cleric or anything. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... From a lore standpoint, it honestly looks like... Because a lich has to constantly feed souls to its phylactery to keep, it, to keep its power. So, like... You know, because it says here that time can erode a lich's reason and memory, uh, causing it to retreat into its ancient tomb and forget to feed on souls the spells it once knew fade from its mind and it no longer channels the arcane energy it wielded as a lich. So it, it basically, their, their power is reduced all the way until they're nothing but a floating skull. Because it says that they come back as this wraith, in this wraith-like form. The, I don't know. And I'm pretty sure that there's like really cool stuff here that we're just not talking about. You know, Cloud of Dust, uh, which, you know, Constitution saving throw, Reblinded, Energy Drain, DC, yeah, 15 Con saving throw, uh, your HP is magically, or your ma- HP maximum is magically reduced. Um, if your maximum is reduced to zero by the effect, you actually die, die. But it can be restored by
1: Great, great restoration. restoration or similar magic, so by yeah. level 14, you you'll should have one person
0: who can cast Greater Restoration. At the very least, yeah. Um, can bestow curses on people, things like that. but yeah, it's not, it's not a super powerful
1: thing, but it really gets cool stuff is when it gets its lair actions and lair traits, mm-hmm. which is a thing that um, a few of the really high, powerful creatures get, because fuck, why not?
0: Uh, <laughs> and We're talking like, the tomb trembles violently, and that's, you know, dexterity checks are be knocked prone, uh, anti-magic fields popping up, Uh, The first time a non-evil creature enters the tomb takes 16 damage, necrotic. Jesus Christ. Out of nowhere. Monsters in the tomb have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened. Yeah. And against features that turn undead. So if you're, like, if you're going to build a dungeon that has a demi in it, you can just pack it full of undead. Yeah. Because the lair traits, and it's not like... It's not like an action where it has to consciously like you as the DM have to consciously choose to do this. Well yeah, because like this, this is a trait. Yeah, this is active at all times. Yeah. So you could build a dungeon that has a Demi Lich in it as your, you know, your boss for your dungeon, and all of the enemies in the entire layer are undead. So you're again, your turn undead, because at that point if I was playing a cleric, I'd be like, I've never used my turn undead before. This is my time to shine and all of a sudden you're like, Turn undead doesn't work on these guys, roll for initiative, and I'm like I one. feel just as useless as I did whenever whenever <laughs> I got here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man. I feel like uh, I feel like Ranger. If I had to rework Ranger, I'd do it like it's cuz its favorite enemy is n- n- interesting. But I would f- make it go so much more into that idea of it. How do you mean? Like you're an undead hunter ranger. So you get, like, bonus to damage against the undead. You get your Channel Divinity stuff to, like, turn undead. Or... And so it gets, like, bonuses to, like,
0: specific types of creatures. Now, would you just augment that as, like, oh, you chose your favorite enemy as undead, go to this page, and you get all this? Or, or, would you, or would it be like a subclass like undead hunter?
1: I would I would do it similar to a subclass, but I think that would make what the ranger sticks out a lot more from other classes and that it specializes and then it gets a subclass to help specialize even further or even or broaden it a little bit. And so it's gonna be like I, I'm on the undead ranger, I'm mm-hmm. the dragon hunter ranger. Yeah. And then I take Gloomstalker. So I, then I so then I get the Gloomstalker abilities, and then I get the bonus damage to dragons to dragon types. Gloomstalker is fucking hell. Oh, yeah. Star is pretty fucking
0: good. Yeah. Uh, one more trait before we move on. Um, the tomb is warded against magical travel. Um, like, against magical travel of creatures unless the Demi Lich has authorized it. So, like, you can't teleport into the tomb, in or out of the tomb's area, or use planar travel to enter or leave it. Uh, effects that allow teleportation or planar travel work within the tomb as long as they aren't used to leave or enter the tomb's area. So, like, you could Dimension Door to the other side of a cavern or something, but you couldn't teleport from the road into the into the lair. Yeah. So then this begs the question, if a lich really wanted to, and again, I don't know mechanics or anything, but, like, if his goal was to become a lich, because there's a little lore paragraph here that talks about Asarak and his disciples, um, I 10 out of 10 did not read it, but he... From what what I'm understanding, he elected to become a Demi-Lich. So if that's the case, um, hmm. So if that's the case, could you not build a Demi-Plane, tie the continuation of the Demi-Plane to something physical, and then just put your tomb... in the demi and pack it full of undead and you'd be like completely golden. That's pretty much what the Shadowfell is. Because you can't because <laughs> you can't travel to like you can't enter it yeah. through planar travel or teleportation unless authorized prior. And let's say, you know, the Lich, you know, his disciples are constantly defending him and everything, and so there's like one special way that adventurers can teleport there. Kind of like our uh, Kind of like our planer thing, I closed my book by accident. kind of like our planer thing where we were drawn into this with the promise of money or wish scrolls or whatever. Yeah. And then, boom, they get teleported and all of a sudden they can't teleport out and then they're just, you know, the most dangerous gamed through the dungeon, tracked by these undead to feed the, the Demi Lich. I'm getting a lot of ideas here and they're kind of dangerous. Let's move on. Um, let me find the page again. Oh, God. Oh. Directly after the demon Every... Th- oh, here it's we go. It's going to be page 50. Ah, yes. Oh, hell. It is a big category called demon. Okay. Demon. Yeah. Um, um, if you don't know what a demon is, uh, pick up a Bible. Uh, <laughs> we actually had... Landry actually kind of explained this whenever we did his interview episode. He kind of explained the blood war and the difference between demons and devils. Um, so we won't go over that a whole lot. Here it, it's got a lot like like these like subheadings, you know, Spawn of Chaos, Capricious Elevation, Abyssal Invasion, Signs of Corruption, Demon Summoning, uh, things like that. Demonic cults. I don't really think that I mean should we go through any of that really? I don't think so. I mean you can get you can get out of the idea.
1: Spawn of Chaos. They are chaotic evil. Boom. Demonic cults. They're cults to demons. Boom. That's the whole... Demon summoning. Demons. Summon greater demons. Someone summon less summon demons. greater demons. Bound demons. The Book of Vile Darkness and the Black Scrolls of Um and the Demonomicon of
0: Matt Mad props to actually getting that first try. I was like <laughs> sitting here trying to figure out how the hell I was going to pronounce that. <laughs> um... Yeah, so it's just, you know, demonic possession, things like that. If you're really interested in this section, you can go over it at home or whatever. Um, We're honestly probably just going to kind of... Now let's talk about demon lords. Yeah, it was like it gives little paragraphs on, like, each demon and everything here, but then it also later on, a couple of pages later, gives their stat blocks. How do you want to go about this? Well,
1: because the demons that are given stat blocks are not the demon lords, they're demons.
0: Asmodeus doesn't have a stat block in
1: this book. Asmodeus is not a demon; he's a devil, and no, he doesn't. <laughs> and no, he doesn't. <laughs> like, like demon lords is like Demi-Organ. and Baphomet. We just talked about him earlier. Right and Loth. Oh god. Yeah, I hate Loth. Orcus. They're gods. They demon lords are gods. Then you get to like your 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 demons that you fight in the game, like a Balor demon, a Bulgora, the Dretch
0: because these aren't those aren't names; those are types, and they they fall in different spots within the. No, demons don't have a hierarchy because they're chaotic, right? Yes, they, well, they kind of have a hierarchy, It's demon lords and then it's other other demons, but not like devils, which we'll get to in a second, that have an at like an established hierarchy. Yeah, it's you're either a lord or you're not. Yeah, because
1: you get like because like I mean, you have Loth, who is the demon queen of spiders? She's clearly cut uh, kind of above the rest of a lot of the other demons. Then you have like Orcus, who's the demon prince of death, and un, or actually of undeath, was pretty cool. Uh, he was the, one of the big bad evil guys for 4th edition, and he was on their monster manual. Hmm. Uh, then you have yin Yinog. yin Known as the Null Lord and the Beast of Butchery. Yes, he's the, he's the, the Lord of Nulls. Knolls are actually a really cool
0: race. We'll, when we get to cheese, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, the demon lord, blah, blah. He hungers for slaughter and just senseless destruction. Knolls are his mortal instruments, and he drives them to ever greater atrocities in his name. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this guy. Knolls, all, all, Knolls, where they come from,
1: are so fucking neat. Because they are birthed from hyenas. Because, I mean, that's what they look like as a hyena. Yeah, they're hyena people. But, like, so, like, they do, like, this sow, this like f- foul sacrament to this hyena. The, so then eventually it was split open and a gnoll will be born from it. That's fucking dope. Yeah, so it's and it's like, and how they do with this foul sacrament is they like sacrifice something and they have the gnoll eat, They have the, the hyena eat it. And it's like, just like the child of a, of a person and they have the, the hyena eat it whole and so that they can form it inside and, of and the belly. Out, out pops the gnoll? Yeah. And the hyena
0: dies from this. Well, it's yeah, obviously. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah, gnolls are pretty. Mean. I f- I feel bad saying that's cool because you know, like sacrifice and yeah. like hyenas being ripped in half and everything. But
1: that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they're but they're kind of like it's kind of like this weird like Native American and like African tribal mm-hmm. like idea set. Yeah, and so that's what I think is really neat about them is because they, they take they take they don't they take from a lot of things that a lot of fantasies are kind of iffy to touch on just because yeah. racism. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's. What? I'm not going to say anything on that topic. Carry on. <laughs> I, I have a lot to say on that topic, but we will save that for a very controversial tavern talk in our future. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so that's what, that's, gnolls are really cool. They're one of my favorite aspects of Dungeons
0: & Dragons. That is pretty cool. Then we'll go to the demon types. And th- side note, this is why you should read through your monster manual, because you learn cool things like that that you never would have thought of. Because of the, the, my entire D&D career, i am just like, wow, those are magical hyenas. Crazy. Not interesting. Move on. And I'm like, wow, I can't... I no, they're, see- they're like witch doctor, shaman I, stuff. Yeah, I was like, I kind of want to get to the G's now, so we can talk about gnolls. But, but, yeah, Um. so, you know, demon lords, and then demon just types. Yeah, these are your
1: basic, your basic demons that you'll, quotation mark basic. None of these demons should be seen As or basic. touched yeah, upon not, lightly. De- definitely not. Because like, they are all powerful beings
0: of... Pure evil and ferocity. And like uh Jonah in our adventurers guild campaign, he summoned for sure a Bulgara demon. That was the giant monkey demon that uh when did he do that? The Balgoro demon? <laughs> he did that in, in Doria.
1: And then y'all when got we beat were, up by it. When we were fighting the it was a living suit of armor or something, wasn't it? No, y'all weren't fighting that yet. Y'all were fighting something else. Anyway.
0: Baldur, or... I think he actually did it then too and then it almost sunk the ship that you were on. I think you're right because then the whenever we went to the funeral in the Eastern Kingdoms for the warden he summoned that insect looking one and yes. I don't remember the name of that. The The Casmi. Yes. Yeah. And it looks like a, a hornet but we'll get there. Yeah. So but these are your like Landers that don't take them lightly because you know they're not. Um... Oh that's for something other demons right but yeah um do you just kind of want to run through these yeah let's go. Stat block and first the first demon on the on the demons that's the next, demon type
1: is a Baylor demon Baylor demon is a creature with a lightning sword and fire whip uh spread red evil wings and horns and breathing of flame it is you one of the most iconic demons in all of fantasy be, I was gonna I would say fantasy in general because even you know because lord Mines of the rings of has you know, lord of the rings has a baler demon called the balrog you know and that's what the balrogs are are these Baylor demons these huge fiends that have wings of darkness and
0: evil i didn't just make a fool of myself by saying that was in the minds of moria right like that was in the mind that Mines. was in the Mines of moria. okay i was like I, I i'm not a huge lord of the rings fan and i didn't want to sound like an idiot <laughs>
1: This thing is a challenge rating 19, so that's 22,000 XP. That's enough to get a, a player from level one to level 12 if he just straight up kills it. Shit, really? I'm pretty sure. You can tell that I've never used level or uh, XP leveling. Yeah, it's a pretty it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. Hmm. You just you know, and then you're
0: level 12. Woo. Uh, when they die, they explode. Uh, 20d6 fire damage. That's so mm-hmm. a DC 20 deck save. They only make two
1: attacks. Which is kind of on the lower end for some of the higher challenge rating creatures. Mm-hmm. But each of their attacks, those are a longsword or a whip, they do a lot of damage and they have bonuses to it. So one of them is like 21 plus 13 and then another one is 15 plus 10. So you got a whole lot of dick damage there. And that's
0: I don't... I, I, I say this a lot. I wouldn't want to run into this guy in a back alley. Yeah. No. Because it wouldn't be dark. Because of his lightning sword and his fire wave <laughs> And the fire aura. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, like if that. you're within five feet of it, you take ten aura.
1: damage. Uh, I forget about that. Yeah. And then he's got magic resistance.
0: So he doesn't even take magic damage. Like. But he deals magic damage. Yeah. Oh, God. They teleport. They teleport now, Andrew. And they fly. And they... Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: They have a 40-foot movement speed, so they're outrunning anything but the monk. Oh uh, and they have an 80 fly, so then they're flying, and it doesn't matter what. <laughs> and they're really outrunning everything. Yeah. The next one we're going
0: to go to is the Bulgura. And this basically is just a
1: giant monkey. It's a monkey. It punches it. Running leap. It multi-attack. It takes three attacks.
0: It takes Bikes. more attacks than the Baylord. What is it? So the challenge rating of a Bulgura is only 5. Yes. Whereas a Baylor Demon is 19. Yes. Jesus. I love how varied these are. Um, the Balgara has the ability to recklessly attack. You know, the whole get advantage but take disadvantage. Um, they cast spells. Yes. They have innate spell casting. What
1: the hell? They can cast disguise self so they can look like other things. Yes. <laughs> They can do invisibility, so you can see this <laughs> motherfucker just disappeared. This massive gorilla-looking motherfucker. That's
0: a large too. Oh god! So he's like ten feet tall. See, but disguise self only uh, lets you. It's like a foot taller foot or, a foot
1: up or, or shorter. Feet. Yeah, yeah. So he can look like a, he can look like a nine-foot-tall person, probably. I,
0: they they turn invisible
1: and, and they turn I invisible. Hate that. They also have phantasmal force and entangle. So they can just entangle people and then come up and just start wailing
0: on them, because they just fist-a-cuffs. Uh, tele- they have telepathy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it looks like all the demons do, actually. Well. Yeah, I'm seeing telepathy on, like, all of these. Yeah, but they oh. only works with, uh, the other abyssals. I found else? one that doesn't have one. What a cunt. But <laughs> we'll get there. Sorry, uh, my- my animals are going a little crazy. Um, but... he's immune to fire or
1: no he's immune to poison and he's resistant to fire cold and lightning so Bulgarians are hard to kill they don't have a huge amount of HP of 68 an armor class of 15 but but it takes a lot to actually do damage to yeah cold much. and fire and lightning are doing nothing and poison's doing even extra nothing like literally nothing yeah they can't be poisoned and they're immune to the damage of poison they do only get a plus 7 to hit but the, where they really come in is they have three attacks and they could be invisible twice a day, so they could do this tw- uh, twice. Oh god, that's awful. Carry on. <laughs> oh, and they also have the ability called Reckless. Yeah, where they get advantage in all melee attacks. Yeah. It's, it's Reckless Attack yeah. for for Barbarians.
0: Now we'll go to the Caxmi and the Kazmi, this is what Jonah had summoned like we said at the the funeral for the warden in the Eastern Kingdoms so the 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 bug like thing um uh, again can't be poisoned at all immune to poison damage um but it has this like real like droning noise that it does um and will cause you to call fall unconscious for ten minutes if you fail your your save against that. That's what happened to Martin in the Adventurers Guild. Um, it can fly. They fly now. It can spider climb. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Action. Probosis? Proboscis. What Or probus
1: the... probuscus? Because I... that's what the, 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 the like like what a like a bee has, not or a butterfly has. It has. That's that's what its nose
0: or mouth is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was trying to figure out what that was. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Um, just one of those kind of hit point maximum effects that a lot of these things seem to have. Um, yeah, it looks like a giant purple hornet, honestly, just without a stinger on its back. And like kind of man shaped to it. Yeah, they're shaped weird. They have a. They have hair. And looks arms. Like, looks like human hair. I yeah. hate this. But you know what I hate more than the Kazmi? The Dretch. People who don't play rage. Sh- I'm just kidding. I'm I'm totally <laughs> kidding. But anyway, um, but yeah, more than the Kazmi, I hate the look of the Dretch. He, his basically, like it's melting. Yeah, he looks like a mix between like a pig and a goblin, and
1: well, he's only a small fiend. The Kazmi was a large. So I oh, mean, yeah, I guess we could have. It's a giant eight foot fucking flying the murder hornet (laughs) Hornet versus a dretch which is like a small little bitch boy but it's like a small dog and i will also say they're only a challenge rating of a quarter yeah so they're basically they're like they're like if you were to see a, a demon it's most likely gonna be one of these
0: will you cut it out please we're trying to record a podcast here thank you Sorry about that. Carry on, Landry. <laughs>
1: if you're going to encounter a demon, it's probably most likely one of these. And, it's like, it's like the gates of hell open up, and all of a sudden you see these little fucking things just start running out of it, and this is what you're going to see whilst the big things behind it, which are really scary, come, start coming
0: out. Yeah, there's not much to say about these guys. Um,
1: they have multi-attacks, and for one-fourth, four, one that's pretty neat.
0: Um,
1: fetid cloud? Yeah, they like a fetid cloud disgusting green gas extends out from the dredge. The gas spreads around corners, and its area is lightly obscured. It lasts for one minute or until a strong wind
0: disperses it, so you blow really hard so it just... The, the cloud disappears. Uh, DC 11 con saving throw if you start your turn in the cloud, and if you do... if you fail it, you're poisoned. Um, yeah, and if you're poisoned you can't take a bonus action or an action. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You can take an yeah. You can either take an action or bonus action, but not both. Not both. But, and, and you, you can't, can't take, take reactions. It. Yep. You beat me to it. Yeah, that's about it. Um, scary looking pig goblin people. eight. Eighteen HP. So, eleven AC. You're gonna be able to hit them quickly. Now this guy. He he looks like a mix of. It's living like Larry. Take it to the extreme. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like if living like Larry and forearms from the Ben Ten series had a child and you gave him like a like a tiefling head I guess maybe he's just got the but he's got like little baby arms yeah underneath his giant lobster claw arms yes he's got uh looks like kind of like a, kind of a scaled appearance to it yeah but also hair yeah haired legs we're talking about the glebrezu um the gleb glebrezu this guy's weird uh challenge rating a 9 so he's on the harder he's on the harder end of the scale Multi-attack takes four attacks. Yes. two of his pinchers and two of his fists because he has four arms. <laughs> his pinchers can grapple people. He can also take two attacks with his pinchers and cast a spell, as compared to the four attacks. Um, his spell casting at will, can be darkness, detect magic, and dispel magic, and that's not like a once-per-day thing. That's like whenever he wants. And then once a day, confusion, fly,
1: and power word
0: stun. No, thank you.
1: So if you have under three hundred and fifty HP you can be stunned on Island. <sighs> or is it two hundred
0: and fifty? I don't know off the top of my head, but that's honestly about it though. Twenty strength, twenty one con, speed of forty feet, seventeen AC. They're not super hard to kill, and they're not they don't hit super hard either. So
1: it's like fighting them is just going to be a slug out fest. Yeah. Kind of who it'll be a DPS race, yeah, because sure. it's it's two of its hits are seven damage a piece, so it's like a 14 damage. If you're
0: a barbarian
1: and you get hit by these, you're taking seven damage and you're probably dealing way more than
0: seven back, yeah. And he doesn't really have any offensive spells except for power words stun, yes. And he only gets to do that once, yeah. Per so day. if you can get him to waste that on your barbarian, then your wizard and you know your ranger can just pelt him from far away.
1: Or your other barbarian can come in and just... Are you playing with two barbarians? I'm playing with six. I have an issue. <laughs> they, they, they talked when I wasn't there, and so now I am playing with five barbarians and one wizard that they think is a
0: barbarian. So I said we we're starting a Patreon. That's entirely true, but it's not for, you know, to better ourselves. It's to pay for Landry's therapy because uh, Six words he bar- help. Yeah, five <laughs> barbarians and a wizard barbarian is kind of a hard. So, but that that's about it for the Globoresu. Um, next we have the Goristro. Goristro? Goristo. He he kind of. He's uh, Italian. I, <laughs> Goristro. Goristro. I want I want to say he kind of uh, resembles the Capra demon almost. Yeah, to a degree. To, I mean, he's got he's kind of hunched over. He's got the. Hose. It's like a
1: pig with a bull mix yeah. that like a minotaur of pig.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He. He's, he's, he's huge. It's, it's funny, it's funny that you say Minotaur, because one of his uh, abilities is actually called Labyrinthian Char, or, I'm sorry, Labyrinthian Recall. The Goristro can perfectly recall any path it has traveled. And that's th- all it
1: says. I think it is, because it's based off of a Minotaur. Yeah. It's like a Minotaur kind of demon. Uh, it's a big, beefy boy, 19 AC, 310 HP. So...
0: It's, Holy shit! Yeah,
1: it's one of the stronger ones of these creatures we've seen. Read that charge attack. Uh, gore, or charge? Charge. So it's it moves at least fifteen fo- feet forward in the same turn. At
0: yeah, a speed uh, of forty, mind you. So I mean, the- and then it
1: hits with its gore attack. The target takes an extra thirty-eight damage, and must succeed a DC twenty-one strength saving throw or be pushed twenty feet away and knocked prone. And then its gore attack automatically has a plus thirteen to hit. and does 45 damage so that means in one gore attack it can do 45 plus 38 damage so 70 10 plus 70 10 plus 7 so 14 d10 plus 7 damage
0: and it doesn't because it's because it has multi-attack um it says that it can make three attacks two with its fists and one with its hoof it doesn't specify the goring but goring attacks are with your horns Yes. So, I mean, that that's kind of like a charge attack, so I imagine that would be it for him, but it doesn't specify that, so if you do use one of these, just keep in mind that you could easily kind of, look because well, he's got a challenge rating of 17, so, I mean, he shouldn't level a player completely. I mean, you should not throw this at your party before what level?
1: Level, level 17, I if like, you've you like, four players, I'd probably put this out at level, like, 12.
0: I was like, you're good with the CRs, I'm not, but... Yeah, uh, advantage on saving. And threes. one of them, uh, yeah, one of these things. Yeah.
1: Not, uh, no, not. Don't put four against four
0: because uh-huh.
1: then you'll kill your players. But uh, you have four level four members, level twelve. They can fight one of these things, fairly decent enough. Uh the AC they'll probably by that time they'll have an easy time taking over the AC HP will have enough HP that it will continue to take some to have be a, around a few turns yeah and its multi attack will can put the hurt on a, like one player or two players so it will it can really show a, a group how strong or weak they are.
0: Uh, siege monster uh, the Garistro deals double damage to objects and structures. Fun little fact that that, that I, I hate when they do that why because it make it doesn't
1: add any value I'm just I mean because because most objects only have an HP of 10 anyway
0: he raises a fair point moving on <laughs> um so next we can there's there's three on this page now um, the hezru he uh, challenge rating of eight he kind of looks like a slot almost
1: he yeah he looks like a, a bonier slot yeah a spikier slot
0: kind of like the injustice one version of doomsday yeah he, Mixed with a slot is what he looks like. Um, again, I mean, 19 strength, 20 con. He's a stench. Kind of like troglodytes. Uh, if you, I mean, if you patch your save, you're immune to it for 24 hours. Advantage on saving throws against spells and magical effects. Multi attack. That's about it, honestly. He he he's all right. He's he's just a HP bag that you take out on. You know. Yeah. Um. Mains. Well, uh if you ever watched uh or I guess if you're a comic book fan the only thing that really I can relate this thing to is in DC um parasite he's this real like fat pink guy that's really the only thing that I can relate this to I would say like a,
1: like a bloated corpse that a bloating decaying corpse that's small yeah because he is a small fiend yeah so it's like a three foot tall corpse. That is bloated and pink and
0: decaying upon arms and legs and face. Part of it and has claws. And you're if you will remember, whenever we were talking about the dretch, we said they were a challenge rating of a quarter. You know, they were the things that like you just hit to the side while you're waiting for the actual you know demons to come out. Um, mm-hmm. mains are what come out before the dretches. They're a challenge rating of one eighth. Yes, th-
1: these have nine armor class and nine hit points. Uh, you have a group of level 4 party members. Four of them versus... versus they get six of these guys versus four people. Easy. Yeah, for, for level 1. Yeah. So then it will be an easy victory still.
0: Yeah. um, They only have claw attacks. They're, they're, there's not much with these They things.
1: only have plus 2 to hit. So you get a 17-18 AC at level 1. Because you got your scale mail and your shield. Because fuck you. You take the protection... Or you take the... Uh, fighting style where you get the plus one to AC as a fighter because you're a whore. <laughs> you get like a 1d8 long sword plus three damage. You're going to be killing these things like in two turns. Oh, yeah. Uh, at level one. Yeah. Level
0: five probably you get... a single swing. Oh, in a single swing you're going to be cutting them in half. Um, they don't speak any languages but they can understand Abyssal. But that's it. That's... They're ugly. That's it. That's all I got. They're immune to poison. That's pretty neat. I'm starting to see the most... Because we haven't mentioned it, but every single demon that we've come across is... I'm immune to poison. Is immune to poison. I think it's because of the way the abyss is set up is like the air itself is a toxic like, poison. Are you going to run it that way in a... Oh, wait. We... we haven't been to the abyss. We went to Hades. Yes. But I, I don't know. Are you going to run the abyss that way? It's poison. You're going to have to find out. Son of a bitch. Next time on... Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And ju- uh, just so you know, we know it's been like a very, very, very long time since we've played Planar. Um, we're very aware of that. We are definitely trying. I promise you. Um, we'll get there when we get there. No need to worry. It's going to happen. My dog is smacking in the middle of the floor. That That's great. Um, but, so we'll get there. Anyway, um, the next one, it's called a Mer- Merolith. Um, kind of resembles a Yon T. Kind of. It's like it has, a reverse Yon T. It has six arms, <laughs> swords, challenge rating of sixteen. Oh. Um. Makes seven attacks. Jesus, and can magically teleport. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it has a reaction of parry, which adds five to its AC, gets one melee attack. Now, okay, it specifies, it here says reactive, the Merilith can take one reaction on every turn in combat. Can everything not take a reaction? Because uh-huh. I know, like, if it, spe- if it has a reaction, it will specify it has a reaction, but, like, can they just not take the disengage action? Can technically not every single thing in D&D take a reaction once every combat turn? I would think they would. It's weird. that they I guess they put it in there simply because it does have a specified reaction, which is parry. By the way, I don't know if you said that. Yeah. Uh, add five AC to your hit. Yeah, against one melee attack, it would hit it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you're not familiar with what a yonti is, because we won't get there until the very end of this book. Um, bottom half is like a giant snake. Top half is a woman, or man. In this the case of the meryl, if it's a woman. Well,
1: actually, actually, there's like the most of the yontis are top half like their head is snake and their
0: body is. Oh, the Yonti's are like the snake people from Dark Souls. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, like well, because like, they
1: have the, they have the, like the two different varieties of them. They yeah. have, like
0: Yonti pure bloods,
1: and then they have like Yonti like Cretons. and the Cretan yeah. ones are the like half snake women. While the Yonti like pure bloods are the top half
0: snake people. I got you. I got you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Uh, the Merilith doesn't really do much. It's true sight, 120 it's... feet, oh. so no try
0: getting past that. I'll eat you. And now my cat is being absolutely insane. Take us to the next one.
1: Next we have a Nalfishny. It's a pig
0: man that has little baby wings. It looks like it drinks red bull but not enough. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like a it's a wild boar, but it has six tusks and wings. Now fish yeah, now fish Now now fish now um, challenge rating a 13 multi-attack Horror Nimbus is one of its actions one of its main
1: actions recharge 5 to 6 so that means that it has a recharge rate of 5 to 6 turns it magically emits sc- scintillating multicolored light each, with her, each creature within 15 feet of the now fishinini that can see the light must exceed at 15 <laughs> wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute it does a laser light show and frightens you. <laughs> it spooks the crap out of you. It's the horror Nimbus. Yeah. Other than that, he's got a bite which is
0: very, very mean. And he can five, do yeah three attacks. Um, he teleports, magic resistance, true sight, one hundred and twenty feet. They don't have very good passive perception. That is something I've noticed.
1: The highest passive perception I've seen is the thirteen. So that means the, a lot of these creatures you can just walk by and just like hide from them. Yeah. I guess because they're too busy doing their own thing to ever notice truly uh, what's going on. Kind of like a dad with his daughter. <laughs> He's just like oh, I'm busy cooking fun steaks on the grill to notice about anything here. I'm not ignoring you I promise. That you no, should, your dad. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, there he's—he's that's all he's really got. Yeah. Then we're going to the quasit. Neat. Fun fact about quasits. We still have so many. Oh my god. Ugh. Yes. Fun fact about quasits. Motherfucking warlocks pack the chain, get a quasit as they're familiar. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, and so it can actually do damage and
0: do things. Huh. Yeah. Uh, wh- wh- how would you describe this thing? It looks like a little green bug. Man. He kinda looks like the grasshoppers from a Bug's Life. Just without the wings and he has like Man Bat from Batman the Animated Series. He
1: looks like something from
0: Hujima calls it. From Man in Black. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He really does. Yeah. I, I I yeah, I don't know how else to explain this thing. He
1: He's kinda cute. It's like it's like if you took if you took a, like a man, give him some like vermin esque like vermin-esque grasshopper features and they're just tiny and green yeah that covers it Um, they're shape changers though they can uh, they have a beast form apparently uh, they can polymorph into a beast form that resembles a bat or a toad or a centipede oh I hate that its statistics are the same except for the speed change noted, and any equipment it's wearing, it's carrying, is reverted. Uh, is not transformed. Yeah, it reverts
0: to its true form if it dies. Uh, magic resistance, it takes one attack, its claws, and then if it's in its beast form, it bites. Uh, can deal poison damage on that. Scare, once a day, just one of those things that can frighten you, um, can turn itself invisible. That, yeah, it's. I feel a lot of these demons, I feel like they have. Some of them have, like, one standout thing, and that's really it. Well, I mean, that's how they really are. They're not. There's just a lot of them. Uh, these, this guy looks kind
1: of cool. The Shadow Demon. If you've ever seen uh, that show that with the Death Note, yes. That is kind of what he looks like, yeah. Yeah, he just looks like a horn version of Ra- Ryu. I believe this is his I think, I think it's R- Ryuk. R- Ryuk? I think so. Uh, yeah, because Ryuk is the guy from fucking Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryuk, yeah. Yeah, he. Um, challenge rating of 4. Hit it, point 66. He's vulnerable to radiant damage. That's the first one that's been vulnerable to anything. Light sensitivity.
0: Hmm. Um. So, he's
1: he's got more issues than he's got things he can help with.
0: Yeah, incorporeal movement. uh, He can move through creatures and objects as if it were difficult terrain. Uh, Takes five force damage on average if it ends its turn inside of an object. But, I mean, that's anything that can pass through walls or people. I mean, that's the same. Uh, It's resistant to fire,
1: acid, necrotic, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non magical attacks. It's also immune to cold, lightning, and poisoning. And most of these have just been immune to poison. Yeah, so he's got quite a bit of immunities. So that's where he's sticking out, is his resistances. That's why they give him one vulnerability, is
0: Radiant. So you fucking, you hit him with a, a smite, he's fucking done. Yeah. In Shadow Stealth, while he's in dim light or darkness, he can actually take uh, the hide action as a bonus action. What is that called for Rogue? <sighs> his bonus action? Yeah,
1: it's like a second level thing to get. Yeah, it's uh, it's just (laughs) I think it's like all like quick movements or something like that. Or it's a minute maneuver,
0: cunning something. Cunning actions. Cunning actions, actions. because you can do a bunch of stuff on your bonus action instead of your full action. He has that. Um, that's it. That's really all. He's what else get those two? Yeah, he's medium. That's and uh, do halflings. (laughs) <laughs> Next we're on to the Vrock. V-R-O-C-K. Kind of looks like a... Like a Bird man. Know, like a, yeah. Like a fucked up vulture that has arms with talons and wings. Yeah. And a tail. Um, challenge rating is six. Magic resistance. Uh, two attacks. Beak and talons. Uh, can reduce... I'm sorry. He, uh... Can exude, like, toxic spores. He also has a stunning screech, where he goes, and you lose your turn. (laughs) Yeah, stunned until the end of your next turn if you fail your save. Um, On those spores, you know, you become poisoned and everything. But a target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. And it says, emptying a vial of holy water on the target also ends the effect on it.
1: The first
0: and thus far only time I've actually seen holy water be useful rules is written. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't happen very often.
1: No, they cause, cause cause they make a single
0: creature to make an item feel necessary for that creature. And from what I've seen, they Brock a fairly forgettable, if I'm being honest with you, demon. Yeah, That's it, it, it looks water.
1: it looks nothing neat. It doesn't look anything cool. It has one hundred four HP, so it's a little, a little bit of the tankier side for, for these lower end demons.
0: I mean, he he flies. He has a forty foot movement speed and a sixty foot flying. Majority
1: speed. of these guys fly though.
0: Yeah, like like the shadow demon flies. He's a thirty yeah. foot flying speed. This next guy though, he has a climbing speed. Yeah, this next guy looks like a tree made of earwax. It's called the lot the yakul yakul. Yo
1: yakul. Yeah, I don't know. It's a shape-changer. It has the ability to polymorph into
0: a female drow or giant spider. Now, that's interesting. I wonder why that is. Um, advantage on saving throws against magic. Spider climb. You know, Innate spellcasting. Uh, at will, detect thoughts and web, and then once a day he can dominate person. Oh, they're the handmaidens
1: of Loth. And extensions of the Spider Queens will dedicate his acting her spies, taskmasters, agents of villainy, they attend their goddess in the demon web pits, but Loth sometimes
0: dispatches Jakul as the material plane to guard her temples and to aid her most devout priestesses. I was like, where the hell are you reading that? But then I remember that we skipped over all the paragraphs that actually explain what the hell these things are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, most of them are very shadow demon. Like, I can,
1: yeah. I can understand what that is.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: This is the only one that's made me need to,
0: like, go back to, like, what the fuck? Yeah, because honestly, a giant yellow tree covered in earwax, I never would have guessed that it was a servant of Loth. A handmaiden of Loth. Yeah. And why it has the ability to shape change into... I mean, like, drow or spider makes sense because it serves Loth, but, like, why in the first place? You know. Yeah. Like, I actually... feel like it would be like a drider. Yeah. Or an eden Mm-hmm. Because uh, those Eden
1: caps are, like, weird spider creatures that face sh- spider kind of things. Uh,
0: but just It has a mist form, so that's pretty neat about it. transforms it into a spider climb. Toxic mist. Um, the equipment that it has is, is also transformed. Uh, while it's in mist form, it's incapacitated and it can't speak, but it has a 30-foot flying speed. can hover and pass through any space that isn't airtight. Uh, advantage on all the physical saving throws. Immune, immune to non-magical damage while in mist form. Mm. Uh, it can enter a creature's space and stop there. Uh, uh the creature would have to t- pass a 14 con saving throw or be poisoned while it's in that space and then while the target is poisoned by this specific ability uh it's actually incapacitated interesting very interesting indeed now devils is uh what we're on next kind of the same thing with the demons it gives you know a, a breakdown of you know, the lords of tyranny and their, their hierarchy, things like that, because devils as compared to demons actually do have one. Um, again, yeah. the whole once-were-angels, blood war, all that good stuff. Um, <sighs> yeah, there was devils, greater devils, arch devils,
1: uh, lemurs, which is just the lowest form of Devon. Uh Devils are... Overall, typically stronger than a lot of demons. Uh, devils are much more... Less individualized than demons. Let's just say that. Because they're, they're like... Like, uh, you can get promoted as a devil. To yeah. a dev- new kind of devil. But you can't be as a demon. Demons are just kind of chaotic beasts that have no appreciation to order. Well, devils are, like, all about order and control. They're just jerks. Yes. So let's start at some of our, you know, we're starting at the first of the devils. You get your barbed devil. So, CR of five. It looks like a green man that's spiky. It looks like a troll
0: that's spiky. But, yeah. Yeah, they're medium. (coughs) Yeah, I mean... He, and something that, most of these things actually have devil sight, so we're not going to say devil sight every single time. We'll look and we'll mention it if they don't, because they're devils and they should, and if they don't, there's probably a reason. I think um, it's literally only the lumber that's not going to have it. Yeah, I think it's just because it's the lowest form. Yeah. But uh, devil sight, this one, because like Lander said, he's all spiky, he has barbed hide, um, can inflict uh, 1d10 points of piercing damage to a creature uh, grappling it. Don't grab these things. Yeah, it's like trying to hug a, a porcupine whenever it's pissed off. It Doesn't work. Three, he makes three melee attacks. Um, alternatively, it can use hurl flame twice, which is it's three d six fire damage. Sets things on fire. It's like half of a fireball. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, immune to poison. The next we get a bearded devil.
1: Uh, he. This one's a very uninspired thing. It is just a devil that has things growing out of its face and just a purple person with, with like... It looks, he looks like a purple orc with things growing out of its face. With,
0: with a Davy Jones beard, but instead of tentacles, they're like spiky vines. Yeah. is what it looks like. And he has a tail. That's kind of weird. Um, immune to fire and poison, this one. One of its actions is it's a beard attack. <laughs> it has to have the namesake. Oh, d Yeah, um, can make an attack with a glaive, one with its beard. Um, again, a lot of these things will poison you. The beard attack, if you fail a certain DC, you'll be poisoned. All these guys are immune to fire and poison. Mm-hmm. That glaive attack looks like... Um... You'll loo- if you fail a... Uh, yeah, if you fail your... Oh, I'm sorry. If, yeah, if... Okay, so you can't... This thing can't target an undead or a construct. So if it targets anything else and they fail on a DC 12 uh, con saving throw, you lose five hit points at the start of every single turn due to the damage inflicted and the wound inflicted by this infernal glaive. Um, and every single time the the bearded devil hits that same target and they continually fail their DC, Uh, the damage dealt increases by 1d10. Hmm.
1: Any creature can make an action to staunch the wound with a successful 12 for wisdom medicine check. That's the only time I've seen medicine really being able to be used in any meaningful way.
0: And then the wound will close (coughs) if they receive any healing magic. Yes. So, I I mean, I guess the... Because, again, being poisoned by the beard, poison is something that we've seen with these things, or with the demons, but it's not uncommon with these. And then, that glaive attack, I haven't seen anything like that. The stacking damage yeah. modifier to it, which is pretty neat. Yeah. But, apart from that, I mean, resistant to magic, uh, they can't be frightened if it can... It, the devil can't be frightened while it can see an ally within 30 feet of it. So, I mean... You could just throw a bunch of lummers and a bearded devil and your bearded devil wouldn't be fighting or anything until the lummers are gone. But I mean it apart from that glaive, nothing really stands out. Yeah, no. Next we have Bone Devils, and this thing it kinda looks if you ever if you played Dark Souls, it kinda looks like the Batwing Demons. Um four I mean, two legs and two arms, looks like it walks on all fours. It has like dragonfly wings and a very sharp almost like scorpion-like tail, but it's completely skeletal. So he looks cool. He looks scary. He has a 9 challenge rating. Um, again, nothing real... He has multi-attack. Yeah, he's just a claw and stinger, and there's a variant where he can use a pull arm instead of a claw attack. Yeah, which would then for real make him resemble the, the Batwing Demons. Yeah. Um, again, nothing real important, or honestly even cool on a stinger. It just deals poison damage. Who would have guessed <laughs> or not poison damage can poison you sorry i misspoke yes. it is piercing damage and poison damage yeah. I don't know. these next ones oh much to my chagrin i hate these things i hate these things so much these are the chain devils the f- oh god so if you've listened to Planer, we encountered these things in haze they fucking sucked they are... I'll let Landry take this one because he like knows what he is. people
1: wrapped around with chains. That is it. That is the only features of them. Armor class 16, hit points of 85. Uh, they have a lot of resistances to cold, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing
0: from non-magic weapons. Not that are made not silver. with silver. Uh, so it can be a regular weapon, but if it's made with silver... They take regular damage. Yeah, but typically if someone gets gets a silver weapon, it's going to be magical. magical. Yeah, and also I'm very sorry that my cat is like super invasive and doesn't respect your personal space. I apologize. That's all cats. I'm I was like, upset. yeah, I was like, anybody that has a cat understands. But I feel like I have to apologize because she's like everywhere. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, um, Multi attack. One of the cool thing, yeah, he he makes sorry. two attacks with his change. But
1: one of the cool things about him, he can animate change, and they recharge after a shorter long rest. And up to four chains the devil can see within 60 feet uh, sprout razor-edged barbs and animate under the devil's control. Provided the chains aren't being worn or carried, they have an AC of 20, 20 hit points. They're immune to psychic and thunder damage and resist the piercing damage. And when he uses the multi-attack, he can he can use the use the animate chain attack instead.
0: And so he's got some pretty neat features about him. Did you, so it, it says that they have a reaction, notice it doesn't say reactionary, this, this thing can use a reaction one round per combat, that was weird that they listed that for that other thing, um, but the, the unnerving mask, as a reaction, um, any, any creature the devil can see within 30 feet, the devil creates an illusion that could look like one of the creature's departed loved ones or a bitter enemy. Um, and if the creature can see the devil, it must succeed on a 14 wisdom saving or be frightened until the end of its turn. Did you ever use that on us? I did not use that on y'all, no. Was that just, like, the opportunity never arose, or you just decided not to? Uh,
1: partially a bit of both. I was, you know, it was being, like, was just a torturer,
0: uh, torturer, and these were neat torturers. Got you. Uh, okay. So... <laughs> yeah, fuck Hades. Hades was not... I mean, Hades was fun, but Hades was not fun. Hades sucked. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's that's chain devil. You are more it. on chain devils. Go listen to Hayes Hades episodes. Um, next we have uh, Arinyas, is how I would pronounce that. would yeah. Oh, Arinyas. Yeah, it's literally spelled Aaron, E R I N and then yes. Arinyage. Yeah. She. Uh, I say she because it has the appearance of a female. It's your your standard like all black armor with your your red uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. accent color. And your red wings, yeah, she, yeah, they've got red, like they look like angel wings, um, very attractive. But I guess that plays into the whole, you know, I'm a devil type thing. Not well, quite the, the most su- not beautiful not an and
1: angel. striking of all the lesser and greater devils, yeah. the arians are fierce and disciplined warriors, sweeping down the skies, bring
0: swift death to creatures that have wronged their masters or defied the edicts of Asmodius. Yeah. There's a, there's a. Uh, um, what the, an excerpt here from uh, the, the Book of Vile Darkness, and it says they live by the sword and kill by the sword. Their beauty is nothing compared to their wrath. Just kind of, again, hammering home the fact that, I don't know, they're hot, I guess. Yo. are hot. Um, multi-attack, long sword and longbow. They make three attacks. Uh, poison damage on the longbow. Again, pass your saving throw, you'll be poisoned, unless a restoration can fix you, blah, blah, blah. And there's poison damage on their longsword. Mm-hmm again have but it doesn't them... apply poison to you i which i i still don't know how i feel about poison i feel like if something has like you can be poisoned by something but i think like a weapon should do just poison damage you know like if you eat something or like somebody slips you a potion like you can be poisoned or if somebody uses poison on you you can be poisoned but i feel like weapons should just do poison damage i don't know that's how i feel but again, they can take reactions, and it doesn't specify that they can take reactions. All of them... I, why was that listed? I don't it's, know. It's freaking me out now. Um, it's, yeah. Weapons are magical and actually deal extra poison damage and hit things due to yeah. hellish weapons. Um, some some orinias carry a rope of entanglement, which is detailed in the DMG. Um, when such an Arrhenius uses its multi-attack, the Arrhenius can use a rope in place of two of the attacks. But they make three, so... And then the Rope of Entanglement, I guess, just wraps you up. And, I don't know. DMG, check that out. Y'all love it. Next, we have a... uh, Horned Devil. Which is pretty much just a normal-looking devil with pitchfork and... One more point on the Arrhenius, sorry. Um, Doesn't have devil sight. Oh. not real sure why, but... Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the Horned Devil... It honestly looks like a lot of like Renaissance and post-Renaissance and medieval art depictions of the devil. had like like the biblical devil, like of the Hebrew god. Um, your big wings, your big horns, your pitchfork, your your forked tail, things like that.
1: Its its fingers are permanently in like a
0: metal symbols. So. It's metal as fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, double sight. Uh, three melee attacks. Two with the fork. And one with its tail, and then it has that hurl flame as well. Um, so it's like that half fireball. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Their hurl flame is 46. Yeah, their their hurl flame is better. So challenge rating 11. Uh, again, it's one of those uh, resistant to cold, and then uh, piercing, flashing, bludgeoning from non-magical attacks made with silver weapons. Um, yeah, that's that's the horn devil. Just your. Usually, whenever you think of a devil, like a like a lowercase d devil, this is probably the image that pops into your head. Whether you're a D and D player, I mean, if you're a D and D player, probably not this, but just like somebody who doesn't play D and D, whenever they hear the word devil, this is probably what pops into their head. You know, the horns, the pitchforks, the wings. This is this is pretty stock standard. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a pretty he's cool your Bob standard devil. He's got a pretty cool beard. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, and no nose. No nose. And no peen either. No. A common theme I'm seeing. Uh, next we have the Ice Devil, and this thing looks like a bug. Yeah, this one looks like a like a like a, like a an ant. He's got like mandibles. with a lizard. Yeah. Uh,
1: He's a variant where he can have a spear most of the time. He does bite, claw, and tail attacks.
0: He makes three attacks: one bite, one claw, one tail. He uh, it takes six turns to recharge, but he can magically form an opaque wall of ice, sixty feet. Oh, I'm sorry. And can see within sixty feet of it. That that makes no sense. It's a one foot thick and thirty feet long and ten feet high, or to hemispherical dome of up to twenty feet in diameter. That's kind of cool. Lasts for a minute or until the devil's incapacitated or dies. Uh, five AC, thirty hit points, vulnerable to fire damage, immune to acid, cold, necrotic, poison, and psychic. Um... Yeah, he's not vulnerable to fire damage. Though. No, just his wall. Just his wall. Hmm. Yeah, so that's 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 about the neat thing he gets. He yeah. gets a he gets a pretty neat wall. Yeah, uh, like I said, I don't know if we said but C R fourteen, AC of eighteen. Hundred and eighty HP. Yeah. Next we have the imp. Those are the second lowest on the totem poles. And I've never actually noticed this, but D and D imps actually have like an actual like scorpion tail. Yes. Like exactly. This is another looks. thing that the warlock pack the chain can get. Yes, because I actually no, I take that back. I was a trickery cleric. I had built a trickery no, I think it was a war cleric. Anyway, I did something with a cleric and, like, ended up getting a little imp that would follow me around, was, like, part of his class or whatever. That's it. That's all I have to say about about my, my war cleric with the imp that followed him, is that I made a war cleric who had an imp that followed him. That's it. Carry on. Um, challenge rating of one. Shapeshifters, uh, rats, ravens, spiders, things like that. Uh, invisibility. It does have invisibility. It does have Devil's sight. Uh it can sting you with the aforementioned scorpion tail. Again, just one of those things that deals poison damage if you fail your save. It's getting real creative here, guys. Uh do you have anything else to say on this guy? No. So and, and we're not uh they we're, fly. They fly now. Uh his yeah, his fly speed. Forty. And we're not, you know, talking about, like, their type or their alignment, because, again, aforementioned, demons are chaotic evil, devils are lawful evil, and I didn't check on the demons, but as far as the actual devils go, they're all fiends, so... All the demons are demons. No, fiend? they're fiends, yeah. So, yeah, it says fiend, and then in parentheses it says demon, and then here with these it says fiend, and in parentheses it says devil, so...
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's why we're not touching on that, because they're all the same. Yeah,
1: because this is a category, a category. Next we get to the shittiest and the lowest of all the doubles, the Lemur.
0: <laughs> challenge rating of zero. <laughs> yes, it uh, looks how like... many, How many actual monsters have a challenge rating of zero? I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. To be honest, I didn't really think
1: it was a thing either. They're 10 XP. Shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they so that... still give XP,
0: you can still grind them. Understands Infernal but can't speak. Um, hellish rejuvenation lemur that dies in the nine hells comes back to life with all of its hit point in 1d10 days unless it is killed by a good aligned creature with a bless spell cast on that creature or it rema- or it's <clears throat> remains <clears> or <throat> it's terribly sorry about the zoo that I have here um unless it is killed by a good aligned creature with a bless spell cast on that creature or its remains are sprinkled with holy water so again holy water the use of the holy water um Comes up once more. Yeah, he makes a single attack with his fist, does 1d4. He looks like a pile of ooze. Not but not like actual ooze, because that's a thing in Needy. He looks like a person shaped fucking grey blob. Yeah, with barely any hands. Or face. He's he's No legs. I don't want to talk about him anymore. There's there that's I think we've actually spent more time on him than we should have.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's go to Pet Fiend. <laughs> Which is one of the coolest,
0: I think. Uh, yeah, this is a
1: very iconic-looking devil. Uh, and just carries a black, bludgeoned mace. And he's got Fear aura. He's a child-rating 20. So he's he's, sh-
0: holy shit.
1: he's the highest
0: uh, of the devils. So he can take on a Baylor demon, because Baylor is only a child-rating 19. Yeah. And this guy kind of looks like a mix between... like like physically and aesthetically like a mix between a baler demon and a horn devil you know he's he's got the wings he's kind of got the the horns see the long scales yeah like uh the
1: claws the the sharp jagged teeth the long head and
0: spikes i like this guy i like this guy oh yeah ac of 19 speed of 30 flying speed of 60 um, his, l- his lowest stat is a 14 in dexterity. His highest is a, what is it a 26 in strength? Yes. Um, again, with the whole resistant to cold and then physical attacks from non-silver weapons. He um, makes four attacks, a
1: bite, a claw, a mace, and a tail. Jesus Christ. The bite can, is poisonous. Uh. Damn. And target can repeat saving throw at each end of each turns. It has spell casting innate, so it can cast fireball at will, <laughs> <laughs> or it can
0: do hold monster wall fire three times in a day. Oh god! Now, does fireball? Is it? Because I know, like with like your uh, like your warlock invocations, you know, you have the the El, It's not called eldritch force, but it's like your eldritch blast push them back. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. Does Fireball do anything like that? Like, it doesn't move people? Mm. Because I was going to say you could, like, hold... Because what is it, hold person? Yeah. Or hold monster, I'm sorry. But it could be, like, hold monster, cast your wall of fire behind them. Um, Because it doesn't... Because it's something that we haven't really talked about, but whenever it says that they have, like, invisibility or something, it specifies that they have to concentrate on it. This one doesn't. Mm. Now, I don't know if wall of fire is an actual concentration spell. Um, I think hold monster is. But... I mean because then that falls into like the specific versus general rules Yeah, it says that he can cast this three times a day and I would say he would have to concentrate on it except for the fact that it has specifically outlined which devils and demons do have to concentrate so me personally I would rule that he doesn't have to concentrate on hold monster or wall of fire would you rule it that way
1: yeah I'd make him have to do the spells just like
0: the normal spells well either way challenge rating 20 um would not again want to run into him in a dark alley. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean that's that's about it for him. The spell casting is kind of really where he shines through for me. That and the fear aura. Um, four attacks too, which is yeah. pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. And I know we're kind of like, ooh, mo-. Can
1: we all stop, please.
0: I know we're all like, ooh, more poison damage, but but I mean, if he wants to take all four of those attacks with his bite, because I know it specifies it has to be one with each, but I mean. If you really wanted to, that's a lot of damage. Um. Next we have the Spine Devil, Mm -hmm. and challenge rating a two. Uh, it flies twenty movement, forty flying. Flyby. The devil does not provoke opportunity attack when it flies out of an enemy's reach. A lot of flying creatures get this
1: ability, so it's very very useful. And the reason why, like a lot of these other flying creatures, we we haven't said this—they don't have it because they're mainly walking creatures that can fly. Mm-hmm. This is a flying creature that walks sometimes, uh, so that's why. He, uh he, he has twelve tail
0: spines, and he can when he uses spines that will regrow when the devil finishes a long rest. He kind of looks like the the pterodactyl ghost from Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed, mixed with like a I don't know, like a porcupine or something. Yeah, is what I would equate him to when he carries a, a halberd. Um, but yeah, the, those, spi- those spines, I'm sorry, not spikes, spines. Um, 1d4 plus 2 damage. Oh, plus 1d6 fire damage. That's pretty neat. That's going to burn when you pee. Literally. Um, yeah, I mean, apart from the flyby and the limited spines, he makes two attacks, one with his bite one with its fork or two with its tail spines. Oh no, yeah, honestly, if you're if you're your DM using this creature, have him fly away
1: and th- throw spikes at yeah. their at your opponents, That's... at your at your players, and while something else is distracting them holding them up. Uh, they're not going to do a shit ton of damage. But the only way they could do a lot of damage is with a tailspine,
0: because they're not going to do a lot with the fork and bite. No, because, I mean, on your bite, your average damage is 5. Your fork, your average damage is 3. Your tail spine, your average damage is 7. Yeah, because it's 4 plus 3. Yeah, so 4 piercing and then 3 fire, but that's 1d4 plus 2 piercing and 1d6 fire. So, I mean, you have the potential of doing, what is that? You do, like, 12 damage. 12 damage, yeah. I mean, which is literally over double the other ones so yeah but but yeah that's him he's I'm not gonna lie to you I really thought that the demons and devils were gonna be a little bit more interesting no they're all very similar to wh- exactly what they are
1: all right
0: well next we have a uh, I don't know how you I guess just kind of do this one the same way that we did demons and devils yeah dinosaurs dinosaurs something I have not once come across in d uh, and because nobody wants to find dinosaurs in their D&D game yeah surprisingly but, and it's.
1: Didn't exist. There's only six of them in, in fifth edition players. I don't know Monster manual.
0: You are here first, listeners. Dinosaurs didn't exist. But anyway, this is a game where devils and demons exist. Dinosaurs can exist too. Uh, I, it's yeah. There's only six in the like you said in the fifth edition monster manual. They add more later on. But it's... I mean, if dinosaurs are your thing, cool. If they're not, they're not. Uh, the Allosaurus, the Ankylosaurus, Plesiosaurus, Triceratops, Tyrannodon, and the T-Rex. Alright, if I need to explain any of these to you,
1: uh, here we go. <laughs> Allosaurus. Big monster. It pounce. It eat. It's a meat-eater. Yeah, that is... Uh... The
0: Ankylosaurus. That one is... You should know that one. That's it, the one with the big club tail. Yes. Um, I will say that Allosaurus on its pounce attack, uh, failure strength-saving throw, you're knocked prone. Uh, if the target is prone, the Allosaurus can make one bite attack against it as a bonus action. That's kind of cool. That's it, though. <laughs> then you get Plesiosaurus.
1: Plesiosaurus? Plesiosaurus. It's underwater. But only for an hour. It it eats fish It's child rating 2. It's very large. A Pterodon. <laughs> P- pteranodon a pterodon it's like a pterodactyl flyby it has flyby it's, it's, it's one of those flying creatures that I said that we talked about flies triceratops oh my god if you don't know what a triceratops is it's like the second most iconic dinosaur out there please watch Jurassic Park it's a very good movie
0: it has a goring attack of course it does. Yeah, your uh, strength throw you're knocked prone, and then kind of like the allosaurus, if you're prone, it gets a make a, a stomp attack against you as a bonus action. And that's twenty two damage. Yeah, on average. Yeah. And then the T Rex. If you don't know what the Tyrannosaurus Rex is, read a, open your eyes. <laughs> it's the only dinosaur that gets multi attack. Yes. Um, anyway, two attacks. One with on this bite. One with on this tail. Grapple you the bite can grapple you if you fail uh, your uh, your check. If you're medium or smaller. Yep. Which you should be because... And this is 5th edition. Yeah. We're all medium or smaller. Unless you're going to homebrew that like loxodons and centaurs and everything are large creatures because they definitely should be. But, you know, who are we to say? No, a centaur is a pony man. Just saying. <laughs> um, not a horse man. Saying. Yeah, there
1: you go. There's your dinosaurs. There's your, there's your dinosaurs. Yeah, they 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 do what dinosaurs do and that's their hit bags, but do nothing else. Pretty much, yeah. Um, um
0: I will say the highest challenge rating of all the dinosaurs listed in the Monster Manual is 8 and that's for the the T-Rex obviously. Fun fact. Lowest challenge rating is a fourth for the Tyrannodon. Yes. The Tyrannosaurus Rex is the only thing you cannot wild shape into if you're a Circle of the Moon
1: Druid. Cuz its CR is too high. Really? Yes, because you go one-third of your <laughs> level. It's CR's 8, so that means you 24. need to be level uh, 24. <laughs> so, yeah. The last thing you can turn into is a woolly mammoth. That sucks, dude. And CR 6. And that means you have to be at level 18. Yeah. But anything else... Yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex is the only thing you could not be. Which I think is so stupid,
0: but whatever. That's funny. Because it's not even like... They're not even that great. They're really not like and then you but you could do the thing where you know uh, players are better at well game. and I was gonna say like uh that whole exploit type thing uh summon woodland beast the spell mm-hmm. you can summon a bunch of pixies pixies have the innate spell casting they cast polymorph they could polymorph themselves and the players and the t rexes and then you're just dominating the yeah. battlefield as soon as you get the level to cast some of woodland creatures so you could do that but I mean. Like, outside of that, and it could just be because I've never really had any interest in playing a druid or anything, outside of that, a T-Rex doesn't sound all that cool to me, because I've, the only cool thing about it from a player standpoint is being able to turn into one. Which is pretty fucking cool. I, I was like, I mean, it's cool, I just, I don't know, because even like Nate in Adventurer's Guild, like, whenever he was turning into the Hydra, like, I just, I don't know. Hmm. I don't want to turn into things, you know? I want to be me. Life lessons from Eric and Landry. Be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself.
1: Life Landry's from Eric. Life is from Landry. Don't be yourself. You're a fucking loser. Be someone cooler, like Landry.
0: Be yourself. Unless, Unless you're a loser. And you're not a loser, because you're listening to you find yourself in an end. Next! Next! Uh, the Displacer Beast. They are mortal enemies... How many fucking legs does that thing have?
1: They are the mortal enemies of Flash Dogs. Blink dogs. Blink
0: dogs. They hate each other. Blink dogs? Because I was going to say the Displacer Beast looks like a panther, and I just had the sudden realization of cats and dogs. Yes. That is the exact reason why they did that. Oh, that's
1: funny. Displacer Beast is it like an eight-legged or six-legged... I think it's six. Yeah, uh, six-legged panther with... Two tendrils that come off its back that are covered in spines. And this is, it's
0: like a, this looks like, okay, like in Stranger Things, because I know the Stranger Things Demi-Gorgon is different than the actual 5e Demi-Gorgon. Yeah, because the actual Demi-Gorgon is scary. Yeah. Um, But like the Stranger Things Gorgon, whenever he like, or Demi-Gorgon, whenever he opens his like flower head type thing, like, you know, the the spikes that are on like his, the inside, like his teeth. Yeah. That's what the ends of these tentacles look like. And I imagine they kind of do the same thing. Or like the Quiet Place creatures,
1: because they are just ripoffs of the hey, Stranger Things. Yeah, Where it opens up like that, you're right. I
0: always forget about that movie. It's a good movie. It's just that when they show the creature, it fucking ruined it. Yeah, creature features should not do that. Take notes. But yeah, it looks like a panther, but it has six legs, a uh, real long tail, and then two tentacles that kind of come up out of its shoulders. Um, it projects a magic illusion. Uh.
1: To make it appear that it's standing near its actual location. So basically, you have a disadvantage
0: on attacking it. Uh, if it is hit by an attack, this trait is disrupted until the end of its next turn. Yes. Um, avoidance it's subjected to an effect. Uncanny dodge. It... Oh, okay. Uh, Multi attack two attacks with its tentacles. So it doesn't even have like a claw attack listed. No. Just tentacles.
1: Which I I would probably homebrew with the yeah you know the same thing. I mean they're cats. I have a cat. She's uh, as a little hill. Hey! It's challenge rating 3, so it's not super difficult. It's got a decent amount of HP for its challenge rating. And they're large. Yes.
0: Is a horse considered large? Yes. Okay. So you could ride a displacer beast. Because I was thinking like a panther, which is, you know, would I would classify as a medium. Yeah, normal panthers are, yeah, but yeah, displacer beasts are... This is a, uh, a horse-sized panther. Yes. With tentacles covered in teeth. Yes. I hate and that. Extra legs. I absolutely... Imagine how fast he what's his movement? Four. Forty. Crazy. He's even that fast. Um yeah, that's 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 about it. He's Lawful Evil in case you were wondering. Um Yeah. Next next, next up we have a Doppelganger. If you listen to the Lysander Express one shot, I actually used one of these. Um two he of these. Tool. I used two of these. Yeah. I, I was the DM and couldn't remember. Uh CR of three AC-14, Speed-30, HB-52. Yeah, they're, uh, they're shape-changers. They use their action to polymorph into a smaller or medium humanoid at scene um, or back into its true form from the aforementioned form it was in. Uh, its stats, other than its actual like size category, remain the same, um, and any equipment it's carrying or wearing is not transformed. It reverts back to its true form if it dies, and they, they look like... like featureless purple humans like they're purple they're kind of sinewy um their arms are a little bit longer than they should be they're bald doesn't really look like they have a mouth um, yeah, there's something very very interesting about them I yeah
1: mean, their whole thing
0: is surprise attack and ambush yeah on um, they try to ambush first round they get they, they deal extra damage uh if they hit you with an attack during the first round of combat. They do have multi-attack. Yes, it's a slam, so they'll, they'll slam you twice, but they also have the ability to read your thoughts, and that's basically the Detect Thought spell. Um, so that, like, the Detect Thought spell, if you're uncertain about that, whenever it's cast, you immediately, without the target having to make a saving throw, you immediately <laughs> know what's on kind of the forefront of the target's mind. Um, the doppelgangers kind of do the same thing. I don't know if it's exactly like Detect Thoughts, but I definitely use it as Detect Thoughts because it makes sense. But yeah, they're. They blend in. Um, okay, here's this. Now, this says changelings, but I don't think it's actually talking about the changelings that were actually introduced in Eberron. Yeah. Uh, quote Doppelgangers are too lazy or self interested to raise their young. They assume attractive male forms and seduce women, leaving them to raise their progeny. A doppelganger child appears to be a normal child of its mother species until it reaches adolescence, at which point it discovers its true nature and is driven to seek out its kind to join them. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Uh, basically, that entire paragraph summed up the entire episode of Supernatural. Whenever they found the alpha doppelganger, or shifter is what they're called in that show. Um, spoiler alert, I guess. Don't really care. That's it, though. That's hedonistic swindlers. They work alone, small groups. With group roles shifting from con to con. That, yeah, it's... They're... They're assholes. Yeah, pretty much. But that's all, that's all I have to say on them. I don't know if you've got anything else. Oh, good god. Oh, I forgot about these. Oh. Now we're on to the Dragon Lich. Oh my god. Or Draco Lich. Yeah, Draco Lich. Oh, I was talking about what came after the Draco Lich. Yeah. Um, so, Draco Lich... Uh, I sorry, the first thing that I saw on this page was Dracolich phylacteries. Uh, creating a Dracolich requires the cooperation of the dragon and a group of mages or cultists that can perform the proper ritual. Uh a toxic brew that slays it instantly. Blah, blah, blah. It's the lich form of the dragon. Now this is going to actually take us into the dragon part of this book which we are probably, even more so than we did with the demons and devils, probably just going to breeze right through because well, not right through, but... We'll talk about
1: each, a little bit of the dragon color,
0: and then yeah, that's it. There's nothing there's, there's super special between a lot yeah. of them. And if there is something super special, we'll point it out. Like, the fact that black dragons are amphibious. Or not like amphibious, but they're air and water and land, I guess. But, um, but simply because this episode is already longer than the first one that we did, so... And we're still on the D's, baby. Still the All right. After the dracolich, which is the undead on, version whoa, whoa, of whoa, 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 whoa. I'm talking about him still. They're immune to poison. I just thought that that should be thrown out there, like everything else in this fucking section. And it retains its immunity to that prior to becoming a dracolich. Yeah. Um. Through though, many dragons pursue vain goals of destruction or dominance. Dracoliches are more nefarious than the most evil dragons, driven to rule over all. Um, if a Dracolich's form, physical form is ever destroyed, its spirit returns to the gem used in the, the ritual, um, as long as the two are on the same plane. If the gem comes into contact with another dragon's corpse, the Dracolich spirit can take possession of that corpse and become a new Dracolich. Uh, if the Dracolich body and the gem are not on the same plane, uh, the body is destroyed and the spirit simply passes into the afterlife. What kind of, What kind of afterlife do you think dragons have? Feel like it's hell. I have no idea. You just fly around and never have any treasure. I feel like I feel like dragons are cats. You know that like like they like to or they're a mix between like a pack rat and a cat. Like they like to amass all this stuff and then just kind of sit that, on it. I think that depends on the dragon too. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of dragons. In case yeah. you can't tell that. But... That's why I think there's more of
1: the evil dragons, especially red dragons who are greedy and stuff like that. Yeah. Because like, you have like blue dragons who don't give a shit about like treasures. Yeah. And
0: like me as a DM, if I ever did use a dragon, because I plan on using dragons, but it's going to be, be, like in Watery Depths, you guys will probably encounter, you know, a giant dragon horde and the dragon, you know, who owns the horde, <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah, said dragon of horde. Because yeah. I like the idea of viewing dragons as like hoarders and they do what they can to amass this wealth that they're never going to use. That they also might, you know, they're intelligent. They can speak to you. They can cast magic. You know, they they can be a big mover and a shaker. So I'm excited to use dragons like that. But as far as like fighting them and everything, whatever. Um, adult blue dracolich. Yes,
1: that's it basically you pick a dragon oh, type and you the throw the dracolich. Okay, uh, I was like, that's template the on it for that. that. Okay, yeah, and same thing with the dragon shadow dragon. Okay, it's uh, a different kind of dragon, but you just throw a template over. So it's just... Now wait just a second. What? Say that again? The Shadow Dragon? So like with the Shadow Dragon, it's a similar concept to the Drago Lich. You just put a like young red dragon and you put Shadow on it. The Shadow Dragon template on it. So it's just like it was raised in the Shadowfell or something? Or like accidentally went through a portal to the Shadowfell? Uh, shadow Dragons are... Tr- True dragons that were either born in the Shadowfell or transformed okay. by years spent within its dismal confines. Oh, okay. Some Shadow Dragons embrace the Shadowfell for its bleak landscapes and desolations. Others seek to return the material plane, hungry to spread the darkness and evil of the plane of Shadow. Okay.
0: Well, that's cool, though.
1: Yeah, so basically the Shadowfell like the shadow has an impact on the spirit of itself of the dragon And so it becomes a, like, a young red shadow dragon
0: that, like, detailed in the book. Okay. Um, they, yeah, they give, you know, things about it. Um, on the shadow dragon template, like, how to basically build one. Um, fun fact, a Draculich can't be turned into a shadow dragon since it loses its draconic nature when it becomes undead. Yes, just it's actually just a huge undead. Just throwing that out there. Um, but, like, when you take whatever dragon it is and turn it into a shadow dragon... Uh, gains resistance to necrotic damage It gains proficiency in stealth um, It gets resistance to Damage that isn't force Psychic or radiant While in dim light or darkness Yes, sorry uh, And then while in dim light or darkness It can take the hide action as a bonus action It gains sunlight sensitivity um, If the dragon deals cold acid Fire, lightning, or poison damage With its bite, change that damage type to necrotic And it also has a shadow breath any damage dealing breath when possessed by the dragon deals necrotic damage instead of its original type. Um, a human reduced to zero... Or a humanoid, I'm sorry. Reduced to zero HP by this damage dies outright. And an undead shadow rises from the corpse and acts immediately after the dragon in the initiative count. Shadow is under the dragon's control. That's interesting. Yes. Because I could completely smoke one of you guys on your pirate ship. His body falls, and as soon as his body falls, it's like, bloop, shadow stands up and immediately gets to go. Hmm? So Landry, you want to do that thing where the player works with the DM and he's like, hey, I have something that would be a really cool idea. I'm going to build a super, like, low-level, weak character that I don't care about and let you kill him off in the first session to make a cool set piece.
1: If this is the set piece you want, sure.
0: No, we're not doing that. Specifically because the other members of the show can listen to this and know that I have those ideas. But, but Yeah. So, and then it gives the stat block for a young red shadow dragon, but again, just all those, you just apply that template to any other dragon type and you're fine. Yeah. Now we go on to the majority of dragons. Okay. Now, I will say, um, the time of recording of this episode, it's November 10th, 2021. You'll, pre- I mean, you're obviously going to hear this on a different day, but, um. No. Oh, you must listen to day one. Fizbin's Treasury of Dragons came out a- last week, two weeks ago, something like that? Yeah, last, like, two I think it was like the ago. beginning of this month. Um, Fizbin's Treasury of Dragons came out, and it's actually added and redid a bunch of stuff with dragons. If we feel the need to, I think we'll go through that book at a later date. Maybe have like a, a dragon-centric episode, yeah. possibly. Um, but we're just going to go straight from the Monster Manual, simply because... Well, odds are more people are going to have the Monster Manual version of Dragons and the Fizban's version of Dragons, so don't, like, send us a bunch of hate mail and threaten to burn down our houses and everything because we didn't...
1: Yeah, because we're also going to go yeah.
0: through the Mordecaidons
1: and yeah, that, that, yeah, that's the the and win their own book.
0: Yeah, that's the plan. Whenever, you know, get through the Monster Manual, we're just going to move on to the next, you know, bestiary. Is it bestiary or bestiary? I think it's bestiary. I, I was like, I've always read it bestiary, but I was never sure because there's usually beasts in the bestiary, so I thought it was always like a play on words, but... It could be bestiary, because it's, because it's, it's... There's no A, though. I've always said bestiary, because hmm. it's, like, the monsters that I've bested. I don't know, it works on both levels. But we're gonna go through each bestiary book and, you know, talk about it as it's written. Um, you know, if something comes out and it completely changes the nature of doppelgangers, we may touch on it. It may be smack dab in the middle of an actual play episode. We're not real sure, but hey. Yeah, pfft. But... So, but, dragons, like I said, if you've read Fizbins, and we say something that is contrary to what said in that book, cut us some slack, alright? We're getting there. But, gah, that right. pissed me off. So Landry, take it away, because you know a shit ton about dragons.
1: Dragons, the, the mainstay thing of Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Well, the second mainstay, because you know. Dungeon, is... Dungeons comes last, like, alphabetically.
1: Fun fact, they were going to name it dragons
0: and dungeons, but that didn't have as much appeal it, yeah, to it. Yeah, was like, it too. doesn't have a very big ring. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, come, I come for the dungeons, I end up staying because the dragon burned down my carriage and I can't get a ride home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because the dragon is found in the dungeon.
1: And so, you do the dungeon first, and then you find the dragon.
0: And there's typically more dungeons than there are dragons. Could because... you imagine if there was a dragon in every single dungeon? Y'all would fucking hate me. ...the economy of this world would be destroyed. Yeah,
1: how many hordes of fucking gold is there? I mean, I guess when, and when you have, like, these actual people who can actually turn lead to gold. How little spell is that? Like, fucking, probably level three. Knowing this game. We'll work on that. Or level, like, nine, because this game also hates game also, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we we'll are start with the age and sizes of dragons. The smallest and youngest dragon being a wormling. This is five years or
0: less. These are basically just born dragons. So, okay. and we we fought a wormling in the uh, if you remember the wild goat chase one shot. Whenever the the bad guy turned his bed into a wormling, this is kind of what it was. It was just a super 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 young dragon, pretty much. Yeah, they're. But size... he was also made out of be- out of a bed, so. Yeah, size medium. Landry carry on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're good.
1: <laughs> size medium. They're they're small. They are the weakest of the dragons. They can be beaten by lower level parties, because uh, most of them consists from challenge rating one all the way to challenge rating four for a red dragon. And the reason, we can, when we get to red dragons, you'll see that their challenge ratings are a lot higher for no reason whatsoever, because red dragons are more iconic of dragon. was iconic dragons, so. It's like, that's the dungeon, that's the dragon of the dungeon. So that's why we're going to make him more powerful. Then you get young dragons, which are large, which are, lit, which are about six to a hundred years old. So, it's a pretty, pretty big, pretty big range there. But, yeah, so this is when you get your actual, like, they're starting to become a dragon. Yeah.
0: And, like, I would, like, Wormling. what is the famous painting? I don't think it's St. Michael. But where he's, like, on the horse and he's putting the spear through the dragon's mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, Yes. That that real famous Renaissance painting? Yeah. Again, I don't think it's St. Michael, but part of me does. But, like, that's what I would call a wormling. Because it's still very small. It doesn't really have wings. It's kind of, like, on the ground, still withering. I mean, it's technically a medium. It's fairly large in that painting. But it's, like, whenever somebody says wormling, that painting is what I think of. Yeah. Because that's what I equate them to. But so I'm. Carry on, please. Keep, keep. You're doing so great, Landry. I just yeah. want you to know that I think you're amazing, and. God, I just. Now
1: that dragon can reach the coveted age of 101. <laughs> it becomes an adult, and huge size. He can drink legally now. Yes, and from 100 to 1 to 800, he is this adult dragon, and this is, this is where dragons are the second spookiest the ever be. Because when they, because next after that is the ancient era dragon, and I feel which like
0: over eight hundred years old. I feel like a lot of pe like a lot of dragons that people encounter in their games are these just adult dragons? Because I feel like you, yeah, you feel like you hear about the ancient dragon encounters, but you really see did. adults more. Yeah, and like the way that I would describe this is like the regular unnamed dragons from Skyrim that you fight would be the adult dragons, and then like the ancient dragon or whatever they're called, the blood. The blood dragons, or yeah, whatever they are, pretty much if they've got a name or another specific title, they're the ancient ones. Is kind of how I see it, but it's it's funny to point out because like young is six to a hundred, adult is a hundred and one to eight hundred, ancient literally just says eight hundred and one years or more. Yeah. So do, do these things have a lifespan?
1: No. As far as, as far as the dragons are pretty much they keep growing, they keep aging, they don't stop. Because they, they are more than just a force of nature. They are... Nature bends its will to dragons. Dragons are a force and power in Dungeons & Dragons more than any other thing bar none. Bar gods. And that's... Even sometimes. Because dragons can technically challenge gods when they get to certain degrees of strength. And in the... I know, there, I know that the Tarrasque is technically the highest challenge rating thing at uh, a challenge rating 30 but there's things that are actually above the challenge rating 30 in fifth edition and there's 10 of them that are from 40 to 50 yes and the only things that there's the 10th one is it's like 31 is an archmage and then anything above that is a dragon where are they? a named specific dragon where are those found at I don't are they just like a like a lore thing? It's just a lore thing. Got you, got you. Like the most powerful creatures in the Dungeons and Dragons realm are dragons. They're the only things that have reached above a challenge rating thirty ever. Hmm. Some aspects of gods
0: aren't even as powerful as those dragons. And like, just to show you how powerful they really are, like the 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 queen of all the evil dragons, Tiamat, is literally a deity like is literally a dragon goddess. Yeah, not like human who has tamed the dragon like Tiamat is a literal dragon and a literal god. And Bahamut, the Platinum is the other dragon god. That's the good one. Yeah, she yeah, she's Bahamut is the good one, Tiamat is the bad one. Um are they like sisters or something? I don't really thought about that. Are they like actually related or are they yes. just like opposite ends of
1: They're they're related in opposite. Okay.
0: Uh, kind of like the first two type thing.
1: Yeah, got gotcha. you. Uh, because they're actually coming from, from a different dimension. Dragons in Dungeons and Dragons also have a very weird lore, because they There's two dimensions of Dungeons and Dragons. The one where the gods won, and that's the that's the one we play. That's the D you play is where gods have won, other war against the dragons. And there's the dimension where the dragons won, and that's where dragonborns come from. And a lot of the draconic creatures. Because dragons then can you cre- became gods and created things in their own image. It's because basically the war between gods and dragons decided who would shape the universe completely. And so when the gods won, that's how we got to where we are now. But anyway, you have different kinds of
0: dragons. Not
1: just based off of their color, but based off their type. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, in, like I said, Fizban's expanded upon this. We're just doing Monster Manual for mm-hmm. right now.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're going to go with Chromatic Dragons first. This is your colored dragons, like your reds, your blacks, your whites. Blue, and greens. Yeah, you don't you don't get any medals here yet. These are typically, typically evil. They are majoritarily in the evil category because they are Tiamat chosen. Mm-hmm. And Tiamat is an evil god. Right. So you have your black dragons. This is the first one. They go ancient, adult, young, and then wormling in this in that order. And so from Ancient, you get a challenge rating 21 monster that is gargantuan. So it's several, it's like 60 feet long and 100 feet wide. All the way to a wormling, which is a challenge rating 2. It's a medium. It's the size of a horse. No, it's not even the size of a horse. It's the size of a pony. Uh, or the size of a human. And so a, a venture group of four that's level three, can beat the fuck out of a, a black
0: dragon wormling. Oh, and I, again, I mean, it's going to kind of be the same thing that we did with the devils. A lot of these, I feel like, are just kind of the same. Um, they have, like, different types of damage with the black dragon. It's acid. Um, if there's something really really stand out, we'll kind of touch have, on it. Yeah, they all have, like, one thing. Yeah. And so, like, the black dragon is amphibious. <laughs> it can breathe air and water. While the blue dragon can burrow. Yeah, and so, like, if you find, you know, like, an underground, you know, like, an underground lake in a cave or something, you better watch yourself, especially if you see something shiny at the bottom of that lake, because odds are, you know, there's a fucking black dragon in there, because, well, they breathe underwater. And like Landry said, the blue ones burrow. Yeah, they're they're great burrowers, they have lightning attacks. Uh, then you get green dragons, which are naturally more stealthy. And have poison attacks. Oh, great! More poison. Oh, they are also amphibious. Yes, did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we're scanning over this, but you know, multi-attack, bites, claws, their legendary resistances. Most of them have frightful presence, which is just a frightening thing. Things like that. But and then after the green, you get to the iconic red
1: dragon, the dra- dragon of I almost said the dungeon of the dragon, the, you know I mean. the dungeon of the dragon. Uh, the Dragon of the Dungeon. This is the highest challenge rating dragon in the game that's not named. It's CR 24. Uh, it's one of the highest rating, challenge rating things ever in the game. There's like two things that beat it that aren't... Besides the Trask The Tarask is a named thing. That's kind of special. Yeah. Because
0: uh, there's, only, there's only one of those. Yeah. Um, after re- Red, you know, they have the Fire Breath. Um, after Red, we have White. Which has Ice Walk.
1: They can climb on icy surfaces without any ability check. And they... Uh,
0: Devolturing composed of ice and snow doesn't cost some extra movement. Yeah. Cold breath. Um, just does cold damage on a failed con saving throw. Um, the treasure
1: under the ice. Yes. They all have, like, little like, treasure areas and little tidbits and lore of them. Like, white dragons are primal and vengeful. Yeah. Uh, then... That's that's your chromatic dragons. These are your
0: metallic dragons, which are your good dragons. So Noble curiosity, um, it, like so we talked about Baham- Bahamut. Um, he's actually it's actually a male. I apologize. Uh, king of the good dragons. So chromatic. These are more like your your gold and your silver and your brass.
1: He dwells in the seven heavens of Mount Celestia but often one is material playing the magical guise of a venerable human male in peasant robes. Which we now know with the release of this book uh, could possibly be Fisben, but. Yes, he, is, he In this form, he's usually accompanied by seven golden canaries. Actually, seven ancient gold dragons polyf- in polymorph form. No, thank you. So he's just like, hey, I got some friends with me. Yeah. The, the, the first chromatic one is a brass dragon. And all, if, if you look at these creatures... You, at the ancient size scale, they are terrible monsters that are so powerful Look. that they can kick most your games' ass. Look how fucking big his shoulder his muscles are. Well, of course, they're these, fucking huge. Got some big old big old wings there because his wings like
0: like guide through his tail, mm-hmm. which, which is, is pretty, pretty neat. neat. So he's actually got the you know fire breath, obviously. But he also has sleep breath. Uh, exhales sleep gas 90 foot cone pass your con save fall asleep you know how it goes I should have never seen that Um, next is bronze dragons also these these good dragons
1: these metallic dragons can change shape oh yeah they are they can polymorph into humanoids or beasts that has a challenge rating no higher than its own
0: (laughs) so what's a a CR24 humanoid or 20 I guess is what it was but it could be a death knight yeah that's what I was thinking I was like this thing could turn into a death knight whenever you reduce the death knight all the way to zero boop
1: yeah now it's an ancient now dragon an,
0: yeah now it's an ancient brass dragon and you're yeah. like son of a bitch like well I just killed the death knight Yeah.
1: well then, then we get the bronze dragon and as yes.
0: repulsion breath repulsion so like force damage yes push 60 oh no no force damage just pushed away Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Lightning Breath as well. Again, can change shape. And they're amphibious. Can breathe under the water. Um, Bronze Dragon, wormling. we've done that. Copper Dragons, uh, they have Acid Breath and Slowing Breath, uh, which at which point your speed is halved and you can't take more than one attack on your turn. Um, in addition, the creature can use either an action or a bonus action, not both, and it lasts for a whole minute, so that's ten rounds? mm mm-hmm. That's a long-ass time. Uh, but you can repeat the saving throw that you make at the end of each of your turns, hopefully ending the effect. Um, yeah, I mean, dragons, they can detect, attack with their tails, attack with their wings, you know how it goes.
1: Um... Then you get gold dragons, which are based off of Chinese mythology. <laughs> I love his mustache. Yes. Uh, they have a weakening breath instead. Well, they have fire breath and a weakening
0: breath. Yeah. And the weakening breath... Uh, Disadvantage on strength-based attack rolls, strength checks, and strength saving throws for a minute. Yeah. Can, you know, make your save and get out of it. Um, they're amphibious. The gold ones are. Yes. What someone more uh silver dragons paralyzing breath Mm -hmm. and cold so they can paralyze you
1: and then that's all for the that's all for the dragon colors yeah um we've got there's a whole lot that you can do within like the region and like the region of they live in is partially like like set like like a black dragon will typically sit set in swamps but they're so magical that innately the a swamp will appear around them, and so a lot of these dragons have special regions that they live in that are very specific to their type because this type is so they're so powerful typically that a form of this
0: world will change to the, their being. I like it. Can't say how much because you know, I'm not a fan of dragons, but it is what it is. Dragon Turtle, Yertle the Turtle. <laughs> so that's after the dragons comes the dragon turtle. Uh, we actually encountered a baby one of these in. I just noticed in that picture there's a shark swimming underneath him. Yeah. Interesting. We encountered one of these in the uh, the clam chowder one shot that Jonah ran for us. It chased down our ship and uh, drug us to the watery depths. We almost fucked him up. We almost fucking did. Like, but then he was like, "I need I, you yeah, all to go unconscious," and you were like, "I'm gonna go unconscious." I think I was already knocked out at that point. And you were like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go unconscious." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, dragon turtle—they're actually—I, I've never used them. They're—they're uh, uh, they're not very good. I like the idea of the dragon turtle. They're more, not more good. than I like a dragon turtle. I guess yeah. they're amphibious. They can breathe air and water. I don't think turtles can breathe water, can they?
1: Turtles, like sure. in real life, yeah.
0: Oh, we'll sea turtles.
1: I have to know now. Carry on. <laughs> uh, not not tortoises. Yeah, tortoises no for sure. Uh, sea turtles definitely can because they live under the water.
0: Um... Do they have gills? No, I think they just breathe it, breathe it in. Can turtles breathe underwater? Many of the aquatic turtles that live in northern Illinois spend the entire winter underwater, but they are still able to get oxygen. Their ability to, quote-unquote, breathe underwater is because of how their metabolism is affected by their body temperature. Um... Although turtles can hold their breath for forty-five minutes to an hour during routine activity, but they normally they normally dive for four to five minutes and surface to breathe. But these are like land turtles. Sea turtles. Can sea turtles breathe underwater?
1: I hope so. They're sea turtles. Sea
0: turtles cannot breathe underwater and huh. need to come to the air or need to come to the surface for air. They can hold their breath underwater for as long as four to seven hours if they're resting or sleeping. But what it sounds like is if they're not holding their breath and they're, like, certain turtles that can, quote-unquote, breathe underwater, it kind of sounds like, uh... It's like an emergency. Like like, like a hydrolysis type of thing. Yeah. Like, the water comes in and something chemically happens. They separate the oxygen, and then it's kind of... It's like gills, but with less steps. External yeah. steps, because they don't have gills. Yeah. Fun fact, if you were curious at home, turtles cannot breathe underwater. Um, turtles you suck. You probably knew that, because you're probably a marine biologist, in which case, good for you. Keep going at it. Um... But yeah, Dragon Turtles can, so. <laughs> yeah, and they can speak Draconic
1: and Aquian. So they can speak the, that's the, uh, the,
0: uh plane, Aquan. the elemental plane of water's language. Aquan. Aquan. So what is the, okay, we're getting sidetracked here, but does each elemental plane have a language? Yes. Really? Yes. What is, what is the airplane? Uh, <laughs> flip over five let pages me, Yeah, yeah let's go to the, the elementals, elementals quickly, which um, we will not get to this episode. Do-do-do-do...
1: Aurion. Orion.
0: Aurion. Yeah, Orion Terran. Ignan, Aguian. Yeah, so it's like air, terrestrial, ignite, and aqua. Yeah. That's dumb. Carry on. <laughs> so they can speak to water elementals and dragons. What else do you need? Um, multi-attack... Three attacks, one with its bite, two with its claws. It can also make a tail attack in place of the two claw attacks. Uh, CR of 17. It's not that
1: they... Yes, they suck. Um, (laughs) They have a lot of hit points. It's not that they suck, but they fucking suck. Yeah. they have a lot of hit points. They can do a decent amount of damage.
0: It's just that they have nothing special about them. Oh, they have their steam breath, but even then... But that's not even like, like <clears throat> that. Fifteen six damage though, fifteen d six. I'm sorry. Yeah. Being underwater does not grant resistance to this damage. Yeah. <laughs> fucking dragon turtles. Um, mercenary monsters. A dragon turtle is smart enough to be bribed, and pirates sailing seas patrolled by these creatures quickly learn to offer them treasure in exchange for safe passage. I need to write this that's down. That's pretty fucking... I need to write that down. That's okay. That's pretty cool. That. That's that's some watery depth shit just waiting to happen. You have to pass the troll toll. What is the troll toll? Ah, dragon turtle. <laughs> dragon turtle. How do you think is gonna feel when we pull a dragon turtle out on him? Does there something that they have hordes in the deep? Dragon turtle hordes in the deep. Um, dragons of the deep, like true dragons, dragon turtles collect treasure first by sinking ships and then si- by sifting through the wreckage for coins and their precious items. Dragon Turtle then swallows treasure for transport and regurgitates it when it reaches its lair.
1: So if we find a Dragon Turtle, we might have a full Dragon Turtle,
0: and we get a good payday. Dragon Turtles dwell in caves hidden in coral reefs or beneath sea flo- the seafloor or along rugged stretches of coastline. If a choice cave is already inhabited, a Dragon Turtle attacks its current resident in an attempt to take over. Holy crap.
1: I had no idea. They sometimes find their way through sunken planar
0: rifts... The elemental plane of water. So wait, Those... wait, that's like the that's like the hole in the bottom of the ocean in Pacific Rim, isn't it? Yeah, is it, it's that movie, right? Yeah. This is it. why you need to read your monster manual, people. This is crazy. Like I didn't even plan on using a dragon turtle in watery depths, and now, really? yeah, I really didn't. Not really the first thing I had to
1: with water. I, depths, I, is I dragon don't know, I don't know what I'm
0: thinking, man. I got I got pirates on the brain, but now that I know pirates will bribe dragon turtles, think about how much freaking because. Okay, we're going to do a little bit of watery depth stock here for a second. I'm trying, to, because I don't want you guys to just, like, amass all of this gold by level 4 and then never have to do anything. Because the pirate life is risky, you know? Sometimes you lose your booty. Sometimes you gain your, you know, your enemy's booty. And then lose that one as well to the same enemy. And then you both have to become, like, friends to take care of an even bigger enemy. The dragon turtle. Yeah, and then you say they you're going to you split the stuff, and then you know, a red dragon comes and takes the dragon turtle's body away, because the hoard of gold is already in there. It's like a bag, you know? So, like, it's very... What's the word that I used? Um, chaotic. That's not the word I used. It's really uh, risky. Risky, yeah. Like, it's risky. Like, I don't want to say... I don't want to say that never hold on to money because I'm going to make you lose it, but I want there to be points where, like, you just kind of lose all your money because it's going to be a level 1 to 20 campaign, hopefully, you know? And so it might be, like, to pass a dragon turtle is going to demand all the booty that you have on your boat. And you said it speaks, what, Draconic and Aquan? Mm-hmm. I mean, one of you... Because it's... Going to be a water-based campaign, so somebody's probably going to have some summon, summon elemental, or you know, be a dragonborn or whatever. Like, so it would be able to speak to you if that was the case. Can elementals speak only their native language? Only. Their native. So you probably just have to be a dragonborn or no But Yeah, but it's like that's the bribe. Like that's what the dragon turtle wants: is all of the treasure on your ship. And all of a sudden, you've been adventuring since level three. You're level seven now, and boom, all of that's gone because you have to get past the dragon turtle. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can fight the dragon. By all means, but God, I am so excited for Watery Depths. Damn it, Driders. I'm so sorry, Driders. Um, <laughs> uh, I failed the Spider Queen once, never again. A quote from Pe- Pe- Pelanistra, the Dryder. They hey, are, we are. we to assume that this is a picture of Pelanistra? Yes. Cool. They are cunts. Uh, if you played Dark Souls, Quelog.
1: Half spider, half drow. Yes, it's a centaur, but the spider. Half. But the Underdark version. <laughs> yeah, the Underdark, the evil version of a, yeah. of a centaur. Um, they are the cunts of Loth. They are people who have been mutilated
0: and mutated by Loth, as a form of favor. Quotation marks. They dis- yeah driven by madness. They disappear into the Underdark to become hermits and hunters, either wandering alone or leading packs of giant spiders. Um, drow fear and shun the Driders, holding them in lower esteem than slaves. However, they tolerate the presence of these creatures as living representatives of the Loth's will and a reminder of the fate that awaits all who fail the Spider Queen. So, yes. becoming a Drider is a punishment.
1: Yes, and that, that's why I was like, it's like the, the cunts of their, they are not, to, they're not loved. They are actually kind of
0: despised and hated, but they are very powerful. Warriors of Loth, a challenge rating six. I mean, that's not really anything to sneeze at. Uh, they have they can do darkness, fairy fire. Uh, they
1: have fairy fire. Yes, they have can long we... sword and long bow. They make three attacks. Fairy fire,
0: good spell. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah bite. I'm which... tired of thinking saying fairy <laughs> fire is not a good spell. <laughs> fairy fire is okay. I'm just gonna say it. fairy fire is a good spell, and I'm tired of pretending like it's not. I don't ever use it a whole lot. And I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm not even sorry. I'm not going to apologize. I don't use Fairy Fire a lot. I think I've used it maybe twice in my entire D&D career. It's great, and I love it. When it works. When it works. That's all. Yeah, um, yeah they they speak Elvish. And course, Undercommon. Which I always forget is a language.
1: Yeah. Uh, typically, how I would just do Undercommon is it's just a broken version of Common. So it's like, you're, you're from you're from Maine. And Canada, and you're speaking common, and then you go to Alabama and Georgia yeah. into the bayou, and they're speaking under common. they're going, I think the, and I, you're like,
0: what the hell is going on here? I think the way that I would, honestly, the way that I would do it, it, you know, and I think about these things too hard. I'm the kind of person that wants to figure out the aerodynamics of the lobster that I'm dropping out of a trap, you know, whereas Landry's the guy that's like, um, go have fun in my world. But, uh, um... Like, I feel like Undercommon would kind of depend on what race, like, what species is speaking it. Like, if it's, like, an Undercommon dwarf, which we're about to get to in just a second, like, it would be, like, a broken version of Dwarvish. Or if it's a Drow, not a Drow, if it's a, a Dryder, it would be, like, a broken version of Elvish. Um, I don't know.
1: And it would... Then... Well, my, my thing about that is that they know Elvish and yeah. Undercommon. That is true. Undercommon's, like, the uh, common of the Underdark. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, the it's common a...
1: language between the Underdark... Yeah, because they know Dwarvish
0: and undercommon. Yeah, know, that's weird. Um, yeah, undercommon's not very well described. Yeah, because I don't even think it's really is it is it, it's not a uh, exotic language, is it? No, it's one of those basic pitch languages yeah. that nobody takes because it's undercommon. We're not going to the underdark. Um, I'm gonna go as far in my D and D career as I possibly can without going to the underdark. <laughs> yeah, it's fairly fine with me. That's one of my least favorite parts of D and D, is the underdark. Just, I just don't want to do it. Um, Alright, dryad! Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the spider climb, because they're spiders. Uh, sunlight sensitivity. They uh, web walk. Uh, ignore movement restrictions caused by webbing. So your your web spell, unless you plan on setting the webs on fire, your web spell is going to do nothing to these people. But yeah, that's it. Uh, dryads. Dryads! Woodland magic, the reclusive phase, uh, tree bound, that's all that it says. I guess they're bound to a single tree? Oh, I'm sorry. Powerful fae will sometimes, if I would just read, powerful fae will sometimes bind lesser fae spirits to trees, transforming them into dryads. Sometimes, done as punishment, um, when a fae, fae spirit falls in love with a mortal and that love is forbidden, uh, they emerge from trees, travel the lands around, but the tree remains her home and roots her to the world. As long as the tree is healthy and unharmed, she stays forever youthful and alluring. The trees harmed, she suffers. If the tree is ever destroyed, the dryad descends into madness. Doesn't die, madness. Yeah, because they're spirits, they're mm-hmm. fae spirits. And fae
1: spirits are, I like to always think of fae spirits as like those old like German tales of, you know, like, like elves in the forest mm-hmm. and spirits of the, of the nature and stuff like that. And so Dryads are a spirit of the fae bound to trees and nature in a way that other fays are not. Fae's are all love nature. All Fae love nature. That is just a thing about the Fae. The Fae Wild is a thing of beauty and nature. But not all of them are bound physically to a tree. So that's why a lot of them are transformed. That's why when you summon, conjure anything, it's mm-hmm. like a Fae spirit taking the form of whatever. Yeah.
0: Because fucking fuck this game. They speak Elvish and Sylvan, and Sylvan is kind of like the language of the Fae Wild. Um. Spellcasting, uh, Druidcraft, Entangle, Goodberry, Barkskin, Pass Without Trace, and Shillelagh. Uh, Shillelagh is good. Shillelagh is always nice. Always nice. It turns our plus two to hit
1: to a plus six. And then it takes it from a two damage to an eight damage. That's how good Shillelagh is. And it's
0: a, it's a... It's because you use your... Is wounds. that a first level spell? Yes. No, it's just a cantrip. You're right, it is. Um... Resistant to magic. Uh, I really thought there was something in here about them being uh, resistant to, or uh, immune. What is the word I'm looking for? Resistant to me. The meaning. opposite of resistance. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Thank you to fire, but I guess not. No, because this isn't, they're not actual trees themselves. They're spirits. That's right. That's right. Uh, speak with beasts and plants. Communicate with beasts and plants as if they shared a language, because most of the time it just makes sense to homebrew that Sylvan is shared in nature, but it's whatever. Tree stride. Uh, she can basically teleport between trees as long as the trees are alive and within 60 feet of each other. Um, and the trees must be larger, or bigger. Did not know that. Uh, just the one attack. Okay, because that has to be a bigger tree than her. Yeah. So, just the one attack, though. Uh, they have Fae Charm, but that's basically... Charm. Yeah, fail your DC and you're charmed. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, the Dryad can have no more than one humanoid and up to three beasts charmed at a time. So if you're the ranger walking around with your two pet wolves, she can get all three of you. But that's that's. that's if all. you're
1: a ranger, get two pet wolves. To, uh, tell me how. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, one one is your beastmaster wolf friend, and then the other one is just kind of. Yeah, I have one that I carry around with me. It, what? One that I carry around with yeah, me.
1: Yeah, he he's, he's just not a leash. I think that's literally be, a pet. <laughs> I really think uh, more th- animal companion things should be implemented in D anD. D and I think Beastmaster should also either A, the ability to get more, or it's better. Because it's, right now it stands on par with the Battlesmith's thing. Yeah. And the Battlesmith's thing is not even the main
0: feature of his ability. Yeah, you're right. Um, but moving on from the Dryad, unless we got anything. Yep. Uh, We got the Durgar. Um, basically, bad dwarves. They're dwarves of the Underdark.
1: They believe in spells uh, and magic. They're slavers, and they were slaves. They also are
0: worshippers of Asmodeus. Uh, the Durgar were once dwarves, and before their greed and endless delving beneath the earth brought them into contact with the Mind Flayers. Mm-hmm. Held in captivity for generations by the Illithids, the dwarves eventually won their independence with the aid of the evil god Lodagur, Uh, slavery had forever changed them, however, darkening their spirits and making, uh, to make the Durgar as evil as the tyrants they had escaped. Um, they're always pessimistic, dour, uh, toiling, complaining, they don't, trusting, they don't remember what it means to be happy or proud, um, yeah, they're just cold and dark, pretty much. Yeah. Um, they take and hold slaves to toil in the Underdark, regarding them as free labor and crude currency. Hmm. I just think it's interesting that they won their independence from Mindflayers. Like, I know they had the help of a god and everything. The... Well, I mean, th- anything that's been
1: enslaved to, Mindflayers has won its independence. The mind so, so like, Mindflayers are the worst slaves. I was fucking like, so what are slavers? the
0: Mindflayers players, mind players doing wrong?
1: Um, well, I think the reason why is because you only hear success stories. That's true. That's true. When you hear all the failure stories, that's because they're now mind flayers now too.
0: Ah, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and also, mind flayers come in a weird stage in Team T's life. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, spell jammer. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, the the school things that dwager could do is they get these spell enlarge and invisibility as actions. So they can enlarge themselves and make them large creatures for a minute. It doubles its damage die on strength based weapons. Believe it or not, when you become large, you don't get the same thing that the that, Crazy. The, that the other people do. You fucking piece of shit. Uh, you with the players? Yeah, you other players. Invisibility. It, it can have it
0: up for an hour. As long as it's yeah, as if it's concentrating on a spell. Yeah. So, uh, sunlight sensitivity again. They uh, don't like sunlight. They advantage. Live. They live in the underdark. <laughs> crazy. Uh, advantage on saving throws against poison spells and illusions as well as to resist being charmed or par- paralyzed. That's pretty cool actually. Uh, they use war picks and javelins as their weapons. Like Landry said they worship Asmodeus. Um, well no. Actually, no I take that back. He's, he
1: impersonates Yep. The Dweller Gods, in order to cultivate the evil brimming in the hearts of the Gray Wolves. he offers some divine guidance and vengeance against their enemies while urging them on towards greater acts of tyranny. All while concealing his true identity, so they man. have a they, they have a real infernal master, but they don't believe it.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's been Monster Manual Mayhem. And we uh, we're going on two hours and twenty minutes just for the letter D. Uh, we didn't really. I kind of forgot that devils, demons, and dragons were all in the same category. But hey, you know what? And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. But uh, all six. Of them, all six. Of them. Remember, only six dinosaurs ever existed. Ever.
1: None. Uh, only six of them. None. They're named. None existed. Specifically.
0: None existed. That's an allosaurus. That's name. No, none. none it's not a of species of allosaurus. No, no. I get what you're used. saying. They, yeah. they weren't. No, not nah, gone. Dunsky. Well, this has been you
1: find yourself in a prison cell because we're denying dinosaurs. I get arrested for that. Psychiatric
0: ward. That that that's my hill to die on. But uh, thanks for listening. Uh, sorry for the length. If you were expecting just a short little listen, but you'll be fine. Um, you'll be fine. But yeah, we'll get uh, over it. I hate you. Um. Yeah. So hopefully we'll uh we'll we'll try and get back on schedule here soon. And then uh, expect more, more planer, more, uh, more heroes wanted, more monster manual stuff to come. But for right now, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on "You Find Yourself in an Inn."